Austin used to say in his podcast, break one off for the working man. That's right. Crack one open for the working man, I think. There it is. Steve Weiser. Steve Weiser. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I was like, we could banter more, but then the last time you just kind of launched right into it. Yeah. And we didn't get to banter. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us today. Special guest. Sniping. Erica. Hello. Light of your life. Goddamn right. <laughs> and also special guest, uh, Bob the dog snorting. Mm-hmm. In the background. Did we establish? Because I do listen, but I never remember to like listen for him when I'm listening to the podcast. Yeah, I'm unsure if it comes through. And I'm doing I other believe stuff. it does to a certain degree. Okay. Uh, hey! <laughs> right out of the gate, Bob the dog's getting yelled at. Hey, first off, first off, <laughs> first off, this is the most important topic to me. And of course, there'll be no spoilers because you haven't watched any of it yet. Fuck, Kill the Kill is so good. <laughs> it's so good, Erica. Stop banging on the table. Had no, I'm going to bang on the had table. Have you only watched a few episodes? I, no, I've watched like, the whole thing. No, I know that, but the last time we podcast, you had watched a few episodes. Yeah, right? I watched like three or four, maybe. Okay. Or five. It feels, no, I think it, I said like six. Literally feels like it's been like months yeah. since we've podcast because everything has happened in the last like three weeks. Oh, yeah. No, it, I can't even describe to you how great it is. And I also found out um, that this team that made Kill Gill, this was the first anime they made when they split off and made this studio trigger. Mm-hmm. They split off from another studio, Gynax, you may remember, Ooh. the Evangelion creators. Now, this wasn't, I don't think this was the Evangelion team. It wasn't. But For the little that I've seen, <laughs> probably not. Um, but I can't even tell you how much I love this show. I can't wait for you to watch it just so I'll have someone to talk about it with because it's unreal. Like it's, that, a, it's a 10. Isn't that the worst thing when you like watch, watch something and then you're looking around like, really, nobody? Yeah. No one else. I've got nobody no one else. else. No one I know. <laughs> well, and then my, my usual MO is like, I'll watch the thing everyone else was watching like months or years later years later right like when i watched gravity falls like what 2 years ago if that yeah yeah and i it think was... i started like right around when the end walk happened right so and it yeah, was for like... whatever reason you didn't watch with me which is weird so I, I you know i watched this show years after the fact and it's awesome and then i just want to talk about it and everyone's like oh yeah that's yeah, it was great but I can't remember anything. Thriving about online it. fandom, though, from what you've told me. Does it? I thought you said so. Maybe. Which oh, is impressive because well, usually something that far uh, gone, dead. Well, okay, but come on, you know, there's just tons of Grunkle Stan smut out there. Yes. Like, don't Bob. For every every single book I have on my shelf, literally everything, not just the comics, not just the well-known stuff. There's smut out there for it. I mean, Grunkle Stan is just set up for it, though. Indeed. Like, you... Like, Blurbo clearly... from your show, yes, for sure. <laughs> I need to stop saying Tumblr things in real life. I'm yeah. giving myself away. Yeah, there you go. Though that's the new haven, Bob. That's the haven now. Well, Everywhere you know, else is lost. Twitter is dead. Is Funny. It? Funny enough. No, it's not, but... Dying a slow death. 
I, I don't think Twitter's going to die. I don't know that it's going to die as in completely go away, but I don't know that it's going to be what it once was. No. What... Over the course of a week, you've seen somebody who has absolutely no clue what they're doing just continue to fumble in the dark. And that's been quite fun to watch. I don't know how you feel about this, Sally. Sure. I I mean, as a whole, you know, I don't use Twitter, so I don't really care about it. But I understand it's a very important platform for public discourse. Sure. And also advertising and stuff like that. But <coughs> Well, you know, the funny thing about advertisers is they kind of want a little stability. And they really don't want to be around hate speech. Yeah, well, I, I don't only mean advertising from that perspective. Like, I read something about the maker of Oreos is pulling their ads off Twitter or something. But I also just mean people maybe advertising whatever, like, stuff they do. Oh, you mean, like... Uh, Self-promotion. Right, self-promotion. Right. Yeah. No, I feel really bad. Like, you want to talk about smut? I feel bad for the smut artists, because they really don't have anywhere else to go. Uh, they'll They'll find their way. They usually do. Look, look, one thing we know for sure. Smut indoors. Porn and hentai will always rise to the top. <laughs> it just sucks that there really isn't... I mean, you have AO3, but there's that's that's an archive. So that's not really... I mean, you can point people in that direction. Um, yeah. You could read about like the kind of noises that you hear that Bob the Dog makes in mm-hmm. uh, various fic. Oh, you must have written a, written a lot of thick about that. I can't write smut. No, I mean, look, I'll I'll believe Twitter is having a real problem if something else starts to get going that fills that space. But, you know, look, I remember a billion years ago when Twitter first started up and I, I used to really uh, watch this weekly show called This Week in Tech. It was... The host was Leo Laporte. I don't know if you remember the Tech TV days. Did you ever watch Tech TV? So he, him and his uh, friend Patrick Norton host, hosted, hosted this show on Tech TV called The Screensavers, which was like the big show on there. Kind of like before Tech TV turned into G4. Mm. And then I think it was Attack of the Show was sort of the replacement that was for, the, yeah. I used to for watch the that. screensavers. And on that, like they had uh, the original Ninja Warrior on that network. Right. For like blocks at a time. Oh yeah, was, like, no, that was better than any other thing. content they had. Yeah, it was like um, oh, and now four hours of Ninja Warrior. G G four also Warriors. launched Olivia Munn's career. Indeed, indeed. But I so, anyways, I always remember though that when Twitter was first getting going, because you know, as most things do, it's the tech people who kind of pick things up sure. first. They're the early adopters. They try things mm-hmm. out, and Leo Laporte was the number one most followed person for a decent amount of time until one day Ashton Kutcher decided to sign up I believe and just like immediately exploded of course um but by the way just aside on Ashton Kutcher fuck that guy we're fucking Ashton Kutcher now what'd he do he's a running race he he ran the New York City Marathon and now I must run that race and run it faster than him that's good he can't be running he can't be faster than me it's it's just not acceptable Spite, a spite, powerful spite motivator. Run. Yeah, yeah, that is. Spite, right? Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, if something else pops up like that, where suddenly there's people on a given platform that have racked up half a million or a million followers, sure. then I'll think, oh, well, maybe this is really starting to gather some steam. 
Yeah. Um, this I mean, is, I will say you've got a, a, a landscape right before it. Somebody sure. wants to come in and try. Facebook is cratering at the same time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and there's <clears throat> there's this. I guess it's called Mastodon. I have seen a lot of people uh, uh, kind of throw that up as their, oh, I'm going over here. Um, I haven't touched it because I do think if, I'm not on Twitter much anymore anyway, just to kind of, I've been trying to just migrate completely over to Tumblr. Right. Because mm-hmm. um, Twitter is just, it's, it's just terrible. Who owns Tumblr right now? Because well, I know AT and oh, no, was it Verizon? Was it, was it Yahoo that bought them? Someone bought them for an absurd amount, like one point four billion, and then yeah, they and sold then they, it. For and then like, they, well, yeah, they bought it. Didn't they ban porn? And then, and then um, their weekly, daily numbers, whatever, just cratered great, immediately. The, the great Tumblr apocalypse of twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yes, they were bought by a company called Automatic, which also owns WordPress, Askimat. Gravatar, Simple Note, uh, WooCommerce, and a couple other. At least five. So, of those so basically up. nothing. WordPress. I'd I mean, I know WordPress, but no one really uses that anymore. And not really. Team Puma Knife uses WordPress. Oops. <laughs> it's and I have free an avid usage of Tumblr. But, um, uh, no, they, what did they buy it for? It was like insane how much money they lost. Oh, yeah, if, like it was like a billion dollars. It was, it was a, hysterical. Ton, yeah. Well, that would be like if Elon Musk tried to sell Twitter today. It'd probably be worth half as much, if even. It has been fun also watching the uh, Tesla stack just slowly. Well, this is one of those things, you know, like last week, I, or last, not last week, but the last time we did the podcast a few weeks ago, we were talking about, you know, people working multiple jobs at the same time remotely and trying to get away with it and maybe failing in some cases. If you're a CEO, it's okay, though. But Right, but also, it's not easy. Even if I understand, you're not the one, like, creating certain things or, you know, maybe you don't have to, like, grind out office hours to get something done, but you still have to overlook a lot of stuff. In theory, you're giving direction and keeping certain things going You're the right not way. like a toddler in like a little like enclosure and they're like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah that's nice. Here's and, the rocker. You know, We're going to go do the real work. I don't know who's really running these companies or what's going on, but between Tesla and SpaceX and Twitter, that seems like a lot of work. Yeah. It, it's Elon Musk is, he'd be, he'd be funny if it wasn't just so, sad <laughs> oh no it's it's really funny uh, but it's you know have you have you followed like any of what's happened well i saw oh, yeah i saw some of the stuff like you the know comedy is back on twitter comedy's back on twitter to then be like you can't have bans, a parody name because you're making fun of me and then he bans parody accounts that yeah. are clearly labeled as parodies or if you said anything like if you had any kind of following and you said anything mean about him suddenly you're you're, you're not working it's weird. Mm. It's weird the way that works. Like, what are you doing? Are you sitting? Are you literally sitting there? Because this is what it seems like. Just searching your name on Twitter. Don't you and have then, other things to do, sir? And then they come along <laughs> and lay off an insane amount of people. And then they realize, oh, shit. We laid off too many people. Now we don't have anyone to do the work. And then they're asking them to come back. Well, so do, do you guys... 
do you guys know like a little bit more about um like how this was all financed and everything no i have a vague idea i mean i know there he's not he's not like the sole owner right um i believe there's some dark money involved well yeah yeah i mean it's it's private so the exact terms you won't know but dark money you know there's what i read is that there is you know money coming from a number of different places to finance you know a lot of its loans um some of it's he's got Saudi money in there. Uh, well, I know in the text that were coming out in the lawsuit, he was essentially asking people he texts with if they wanted to invest. Yeah, they got like Larry Ellison put in uh, a significant chunk of change. Um, and, what you know, because when he first proposed it, um, even though Twitter was not, you know, I guess... Uh, into it in principle uh they you know there there was a fairly sizable a fairly large set of interests from people who wanted who who saw that there was potential in twitter if uh you know you you could get somebody to come in and who would right some of the wrongs that twitter did and so you got all those wrongs if i may ask um, I think as perceived by, I don't know. Not you necessarily. Yeah, I, I don't. Re- I don't. Curious re- what those but are. But they, you know, obviously they clearly felt like there was a lot of money to be made. Sure. Because you don't buy something for for forty four billion, billion dollars if you don't think you're going to get a return on your investment. That's like half an Activision. Yeah. Except there you go. Activision Blizzard makes money. Yes. Um. So you know there was a lot of interest in it, and I you know. You got the Saudis buying an interest in it, so they see you with stuff like that. Okay, Saudis now have a controlling stake on this information platform, and you know they could really. I can't possibly see an issue with I, that. I, no, I no, don't not see at all. Anything sinister there at all? Bob. But anyways, so you've got you've got a lot of interest, but then for whatever reason, Elon decides. <laughs> just kidding. But he just, he went too far. And so now he's stuck. I believe right. the technical term for what you're referring to is fucking around and, and then finding out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, clearly he thought he was going to lose that court case. So mm-hmm. otherwise you don't just did, go, oh, like, fuck it, I'll buy it. No, jokes he, on you. He, he did lose. The, the, the judge told him, you have to close by Friday. Yeah. You know, because he, he, and that's. That's the that's the weird thing, and and we were talking about this. Like, you don't, there, you don't fuck with the courts. You know, the only people who can actually fuck with courts are presidents and senators. Everyone else, you can't fuck with. Like, you can't get like not even Donald Trump will lie under oath. Like that is how, like fucked the like how much you don't fuck with the courts and and elon was like hey i'll just do and it's like you know when you when you get the you know the feds involved in in terms of financial transactions they take that stuff very seriously and they will nail your ass every time and that's exactly what happened here 
Elon thought he would get out of it and it wasn't going to happen because of a judge in Delaware. And, you know, fuck him, you know, because you can't do that. You can't come out. You can't keep coming out and like swinging the market like, you know, well, in, he does it all the time. All and the he time. usually uses Twitter to do it all the time. And, you know, it's it's like that's market manipulation. That's illegal. It's supposed to be. And now he's stuck with forty-four billion, and so here's forty-four billion. So here's well, and here and here's the difference. You know, I was talking about Activision. Here's the difference between Twitter and an Activision Blizzard purchase. You're buying Twitter. It's never made money ever. It's always been a sinking ship that's just propped up by the fact that's that not entirely true. Well, but it's never made money. It has. It has been prop. It has had profitable years. When. I didn't know this. I've heard, I've read it's always been losing money and always been under. And now I'm pretty sure Twitter has actually made money. We will have to go in and verify yeah. this, obviously. Okay, well, we don't know. One, so. of, one of us is wrong yes. either way. Um, but the difference to me is you buy Twitter, it's hemorrhaging money. Like he said, he said they're losing $4 million a day. That's probably a number that's constantly going up, especially if advertisers are pulling off. They're probably losing more and more money each day. Um, but you can versus something like verified now. This Alex. is this is one of these things when I, I I laugh when I read about people talking about this Activision Blizzard purchase if it goes through to Microsoft. Microsoft isn't like this isn't like magical money that just goes away. They're purchasing an asset that makes a shitload of money. Right. <laughs> like it's. It's just pure profit in the end, eventually. Mm-hmm. Sure. Whereas Twitter needs all this, in theory, work You've done to it. You've got to put a it. lot into it to mar- start really seeing a, if you meanwhile, see anything at all. Meanwhile, you're losing user losing users by the boatload. Apparently, that's a tongue twister. Um, Lose, yeah, I can see that. You got some. <laughs> well, and, and so they've got this spiraling problem. And by the way, I just double checked. 2019, Twitter made $1.2 billion. So it has had a profitable year. Was that the only year? Yes. Um, okay. So, but, um, so you've got these spiraling problems. Meanwhile, the way this was all financed, like some of the money is like just, you know, just what Elon sold stock. He got friends to invest in. But the majority of it, my understanding, is that it is loans um, against Tesla, isn't it? He he has you know he's put up other stock as collateral, and but he also to to like cover some of the other gap had to get what are called bridge loans, and bridge loans um, they're they're basically loans given to you. With the assumption that you're going to get another loan to repay this loan. And the, it's like getting a payday loan um, for giant companies. It's, it's, the rate is really, really high. So you need to take care of that financing fast and get that resolved. Or you're just going to pay through the nose. And just with all of the loans that they had to take out to finance this thing. The amount they have to pay every month, while not exactly known, you know, it's been estimated, is absurdly high. So they didn't have a choice. 
they had to lay off half the staff to pay these loans back every month. It's it, it's it's insane. So you've had to gut the company because if you don't, you can't pay the loans. No, that'll cause further. You know, it just go goes with, to show how short-sighted and stupid the whole thing was. You shouldn't have said anything. Well, you you shouldn't say something that you're not gonna actually do. Right. And you know, if he had just if he had just gone through with the purchase back a few months ago, you know, we uh, there wouldn't have been nearly the clusterfuck that there is. And I mean, I I still don't think he should. <laughs> you should be able to own multiple huge companies under as one person and be on the board of all this shit and all this other stuff but because well, how much are you really contributing and, and that's what i've always i've always heard elon's like a super hands-on guy and so it's like how can you where do you find the time in the day you well, know but is it like he's super hands-on and that they're like well that's a good idea sir is it is it the old Steve Jobs? He goes around and tells everyone what he wants done, and then he like leaves in a whirlwind, and it's like, oh shit, how are we going to figure this out? My understanding is he's he's kind of like when there's a problem, like he he just kind of goes all in on the problem, like he they've where they've had like specific shit happen, whether it's at SpaceX and a launch, like he flies to you know the launch pad and he sits there and you know, push this stuff forward or, you know, and, and I guess to a certain degree, like he is good at that. You know, he's good at saying, I'm here with you and I'm going to, I'm going to push things forward. Well, well, look, I mean, I'm not going to pretend I'm an Elon Musk ex- expert. I think he often acts like a clown in public. That said, he does have all these giant, seemingly successful companies so something must be going right <laughs> you know yeah like spacex and tesla <laughs> Agree. regardless regardless of how you feel about elon musk spacex and tesla are successful companies yeah so i mean and, and that's the problem i think if if you if elon had kind of had tried had stuck to where he he he's good at fine but he he just started kind of he believes his own hype he likes the smell yeah. of his own farts well he likes that Ooh, i have all these fanboys and they think like the world of me so yeah i can come in here and i can take care of this yeah i can do this no you can't you can't i mean you, i'll give the guy well, and, and we also don't know if he can it's no, like we don't. been a week I do. I know. <laughs> so and, and for my entertainment, I think it would be hilarious if Twitter crashes and burns and this $44 billion purchase amounts to being worth jack shit. And the I Saudis think, take his head. I, I think that'd be really funny. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the taking his head part. <laughs> I mean, she thinks it'd be funny. Yeah, I mean, well, there's precedent, Alex. I think, I think we don't gonna... like you. Hey, come in this building. You... We're not going to chop you into pieces or anything. <laughs> yeah, It'll be no, fine. Yeah, I mean, um... It'll be fine, allegedly. Look, I think it's fair to say that Erica's a maniac. I think if anyone's listening to this podcast, they know that to be true. I would hope they know that by now. It's um... been almost 100 episodes, people. <laughs> yeah, is this 95? I have no idea. I believe it's nice. We're swiftly approaching 100 and no one's keeping track. Actually, I do 
we're not at 100 yet. But what you have to remember is we had those couple of there challenge are two episodes. Lost. Oh, those don't count. Those weren't officially numbered. And we okay. also have two lost right. episodes. So Two really good episodes yeah, that were, that was we're also two? not counting. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I thought we were there was one the one. There was the one that you forgot to hit the record button on. And then there was the one yeah. where the audio was totally fucked and that heavily desynced. Like just sitting here, looking down, and being like, that fucking record button is not. God damn it. Fucking Bob. You um. know, I, I, I'm i just the butt of all the jokes here. Yeah. That is kind of the shtick, yes. Yeah. yeah. Are you, you're not new around here, right? It's been almost 100 episodes. Come on, man. Tighten up. Um, but, you know, when it comes to Twitter, is it going to fail? Is it going to be, you know, uh, a massive success in the future? We have no idea. Well, we don't. You have no idea. Um, I just no. think the short-sighted, like, the um, the verification thing. Oh, you can well, pay to be verified. You Like, that doesn't... But that's not well, what and then, and the then verification it's initially, is for. And then it's initially going to be 20 a month. And then, like, wasn't it Stephen King or something bitched? Yep. And then it was suddenly eight a month. Oh, yep. no. oh how people, about eight a month? One of the people I, like, complained... <laughs> And, and But either way, whether it was 8 or 20, how many people realistically are going to pay for their blue checkmark per month? Well, I mean, and it's we're not, not talking that, about some of massive the... amount of recurring right. income here. Right. I mean, it's something. But it's, it's not, not going to prop up your company. But the whole point of the verification is to know that you're getting the proper information from somebody. Oh, this is Stephen King. Okay. Or the, whoever Stephen King mm-hmm. has that writes his tweets for him see i so actually no, i can I, buy one and then i can just say i'm stephen king and then there's no way of knowing who's who well you have to still get verified though isn't that the deal i think that would that's what it is now no They've i said i, I can still i thought it was you, you the pay, way they made it sound was anybody can buy a blue check but you still have to be verified that's not the way they made it sound okay i i thought it was like i could be wrong Again, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I've mostly just been following this and laughing at it. So yeah. no, my, I could be incorrect. The impression that I had was you pay, you, you know, you pay to be verified and they will verify you and then you get your blue check mark and then you keep, you keep it I think by they continually paying. may have changed it to that because there's the, there's the verification and then like the whatever you pay for. But my understanding was no. Hmm. It was just anybody can get a blue check. Power to the people, Bob. You can get a blue check. You can be a big shot. I, yeah, I just thought it was... Again, you can get the blue check as long as we'll you pay to, and you're who you say you we'll are. We'll have to look, but I do not believe that that was Well, the I, you know, I think the thing going forward to look out for will be... Are the big influencers who really move discussion on the platform and a lot of people follow and things of that nature... Are they leaving or not? Right. If the, if something else comes along and suddenly Ashton Kutcher is on it, right. then you have something to be concerned about. But for now, until there's an actual competitor, well, I don't in, think they really. Uh, they don't. They, in terms of having a competitor, they don't have an issue right now. The primary issue is just not losing shitloads of money constantly. Well, it's just disco- it's insanity because it's just uncertainty happening. Yeah. Though apparently Ryan Reynolds has jumped onto Tumblr, which I was like, you don't belong here, sir. <clears throat> just 
Well, and to use Tumblr as a, it's it's very different than what Twitter is. You can't really. There's a rumor Ryan Reynolds is going to buy the Ottawa Senators. Really? Yeah. Do that it, would man. be funny. Go for it. He posted, he was, I guess he posted some tweet where he was joking around or he answered a question. Some, some I don't know how it happened, but he said, well, the good thing is if I do buy the Senators, I'll at least know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Where's he getting all this fucking money from? We're buying sports teams. Well, he's a he'd be an investor. He wouldn't sure, be the prime. Sure, I mean, sure. Oh yeah, that's I, uh, yeah for majors. He'd be like the public face, right? I mean, he he did. I mean, he had to split buying like a D team soccer team in England with someone. So you know he, who someone Mac, right? Someone yes. you someone. know. Yeah, you better show up on this season. It's always sunny. That's all I'm saying. You're hanging out with Rob. And you're not going to show up. What the fuck, Ryan? Weak. That'd be funny. Weak sauce. He'd fit right into. Be great. Yeah, I'm sure they could make that work. Somehow. Yeah. We'll, we'll pencil you in somehow, Rai Rai. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is interesting though because this kind of was the thing for such a long time of. Social media network comes up, explodes, and then suddenly something else comes along, massive crash. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't really happened in a while because it felt like some of these companies almost got too big to fail, your Facebooks and your Twitters. Sure. Um, even against competition from people, other companies with seemingly endless money like Google with Google+. Plus, um, But that failed miserably. You know, I can tell you why, because once once people are established on a platform, it's like a gym membership. You're ne- you're just never going to leave it. Yeah, but MySpace failed completely. Yeah, but MySpace had MySpace failed because Facebook was a lot better than MySpace. Right. And something could come along that's better than Twitter, but it would have to get going somehow. Yeah, I think the problem is that like for the for the most part, for the various different types of social media that are out there, the platforms that have risen to the top are pretty much the best at what they do, or, or, or one of the best iterations. Like it's really coming up with a better Twitter is very difficult. Coming up with a better Facebook is very difficult. You yeah. can come up with something new. You can get like you know TikTok came out and that got very popular or the the one i i see all the time on slack is be real which i have no interest in i don't even know what i don't even know what that is exactly but you know it catches old to know it catches on with a certain group of people high schoolers um and but there when you if you get a competitor to facebook right why couldn't Google make it work? Well, because Google doesn't really believe in their products. They're like, we'll try anything and then we'll cancel it in two years. But it's just you have such a huge user base. You have to get everyone to migrate. Now, think about, I th- and I think about this from the context of my family's group chat, which we have 10 people on this chat for some reason. And... Some are Android, some are iPhone. 
People like to send pictures to this group chat and videos, and it's a nightmare. I have tried. You just can't see the video. You can't see the video. The video comes in and it's this big. Yeah, you so can't. So it's like it, there's no point. Don't just don't send video on the chat. Um, the photos are okay, but you know it's just like I've tried so many times to convince people to go to Signal because then it doesn't matter what you're on. It's it's the unified platform, right? But no one will do it. It's like me, my sister, and my dad, and everybody else was like, mm, nah, fuck that. So it's... No more pictures for you. Well, and it's just like, this is... That's an easy one. Like, this Signal is just one... But it's getting, just like... It's, it's the equivalent of, like, text messaging for the situation you're talking about. Right. And, like, there's all sorts of good reasons to use Signal over SMS, especially when you've got a big group chat. But people won't even install the app, so like it doesn't surprise me that if you if you're a new social media company, like you're not going to get traction just by being a better Facebook or a better Twitter. You have to be something else. Well, and, and you can't just be better. You have to be a lot better. Yeah, you can't just be the same. Yep. Yep. Well, you need to have like a a hook yeah. too gotta be like a thing because if you come out and you just say oh we're better facebook i'm like well okay so in a few months you'll just be if you do catch on you're just gonna have all the same problems facebook has so uh <laughs> and i think facebook today was i think they were talking about laying off like eleven thousand people or something yeah i yeah. saw that too. so i mean they're they're having problems yeah they're i mean facebook's uh problem is they've they've signed up everybody in the world who is going to sign up for Facebook. Right. And that that's just you know they they're at complete market saturation. Well, and you know this actually reminds me um there's another topic on the long list. <laughs> I saw it was like a week or so ago Phil Spencer the head of gaming at Microsoft did a interview with the Wall Street Journal. And he was talking about a few things. Did you see this, Bob? Well, he's talking about a few different things, but some of the interesting ones. And I'm assuming, I don't think he can lie in public about financial stuff, right? Because they're a publicly traded company. Yeah, you got to be very careful if you're gonna so, if you're gonna lie in public. You gotta you gotta be really careful about so what you say. There, there, the the one of the interesting things was, you know, when you talk about saturation, he was saying. You know, Game Pass growth has slowed because at the end of the day, there's a few things going on. But one, you're eventually just going to get everyone subscribed who wants to be subscribed. Yeah, correct. Which is what a lot of these different subscription services inevitably run into. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing is, you know, they haven't really had a lot of great first party releases lately to spur Game Pass subscriptions. But, but the other thing of interest is he talked about how you know we know consoles are always a loss leader right you take you take some degree of loss on the console to get it in the home and then you make the money on game purchases or accessories or right. now subscription yeah. services right. Right. and he but what what surprised me and i would love to know what sony loses on a ps5 
or the PS5 digital that doesn't come with a Blu-ray drive um, is how much they're losing on them currently because he said they lose about $100 on every Series X sold. And they lose about two hundred dollars on every Series S sold. That's what? Crazy. Yeah, the Series S only costs like three fifty, right? It's three hundred. Yeah, and they're losing two hundred on wow. each one. Wow, which shows bonkers. you how bad they're trying to make it a mass market product. That That's they're taking insane. that they're willing to take that loss, and that and that kind of makes you wonder. You know, one. We've always been used to this price point of consoles of like that $500 price point mm-hmm. or even like if you think about the when the PS4 came out, the PS4 was 400 which is one of the reasons it dominated that generation is right. the PS4 was 400 and the Xbox mm-hmm. One was 500 and it was like an immediate death blow. Right. Um, but they both came out at 500 this time, sort of like the Series X and the PS5 are 500 and the Series S is 300 the PS5 digital is 400 I would just be very interested to know, based on those numbers, what sort of loss Sony takes on the PS5, because you wouldn't think Sony would be as willing to absorb those degree of losses on the consoles sold, since the PlayStation is pretty much Sony. Right. Yeah. Like no, they don't true. have all the various Microsoft money to back up right. any any losses. Yeah, um, it's crazy. I. <clears throat> I've got to wonder if that is that put him putting that out there is almost a a way to nod to Sony. We're okay with increasing console prices. Well, and he also said in this interview, he said there are going to be price increases coming on certain things, but we're waiting until after the holidays. Yeah, and you know that would lead you to believe Game Pass. And possibly the consoles. Because Game Pass has always been underpriced, especially yeah. if you're one of the people who took advantage of the whole converting the Xbox Live Gold subscriptions over to Game Pass Ultimate, yep. where like I'm paying like two dollars a month for Game Pass. Right. <laughs> you know, like I'm paying nothing. Yep. And I just hope that they wait to do any sort of price increases until my current ultimate subscription expires in yeah. like February, I think, because that would suck. I, w- I well, I'm probably going to do the same thing we've done the last two years, which is Black Friday buy up, um, you know, four of the three month ultimate cards, um, which Good you know, up. yeah, those those are generally been. Um, you know, pretty affordable on Black Friday. But yeah. I, I'll be interested to see how much the console prices go up because, I mean, that could have been a very public, hey, Sony, we're okay with raising prices $200. Because yeah. they can't, for, you know, they can't have a meeting. They can't do that. That's price fixing. But if you float that out in public and you say, yeah, we're taking a $200 loss. Right into the camera. You know, they that could be the. It's it's definitely interesting. You know, so and I I wonder is this a sign that going forward maybe the new normal console price on release will be six hundred maybe, you know, could be, if not higher, because we've seen you know what we're seeing in the gaming space with PCs is you have graphics cards that are insane prices now. I mean, it's not fair to compare a console to a 
RTX 4090. Well, but a freaking 4090 is $1,600 MSRP. You almost have to jump franchises to be well, able to afford something like that. And <laughs> it's... it's us <laughs> <laughs> see what Erica's doing. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, it's... You know, and it's perfect timing for a price increase. With inflation, you can blame it on that. It's been... Well, inflation, the cost of the chips, supply chain issues. It, you've got a perfect... And you're you're coming out and you're telling everyone, after the holidays, this is going to be so much more expensive that it'll, it'll move all of the stock buy that's stuff, out there. Right, buy it for the holidays. And then, you know, then in the new year... We're going to get hit with huge price increases on hardware. And that's just what it's going to be from going forward. Well, and here's the other question, of course, when it comes to game consoles, is will we see another mid-generation refresh? No. Because we're kind of coming up on it now where next, next November would be the three-year mark. So if there's going to be a mid-generation refresh, we're probably going to find out about it in the next six months to a year-ish, mm-hmm. that range. And because it's crazy to think that we're over two years since the release of these fuckers, and there's still shortages. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's bonkers. crazy. Well, that's just how fucked up stuff has been. Yeah. Well, the demand is so crazy. Yeah, I know. Because well, because that's the other thing they're they're manufacturing more Xboxes and Playstations than ever in history. Well, that's what it, what's so interesting to me about that is, and I'm sure the pandemic is a large driver of that. But how many new people have you pulled into gaming? In, because we were all sitting on in our the asses last couple of years alone for two years. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then you know a lot of those people will, you know, you'll have some people who will come out of it. Um, as we're, uh, you know, uh, past the pandemic now, and I know we're not, but you go out in the public right now, we're past the pandemic. Everyone functionally we're past the pandemic. Yes. We're functionally past we're, the we're, pandemic. We're living like we're past the pandemic. <laughs> but, yes. you know, so, so some people may go back to, um, you know, whatever their other hobbies were before, but a lot of those people are going to stick there. They're going to have made friends online, um, and they don't want to. Or just connecting with the friends that you have. Yeah. So, yeah. it's uh, it, it's gaming. Gaming has been just a fascinating thing to look at the last couple of years, and uh, it's we're you know when as we move past the pandemic and we're going back into more like normal economic situations and there's the, you know, talk of a recession next year, probably, or maybe who knows. Um, nobody, nobody, Nobody. no one actually knows, knows. you know, I mean, they, they thought all year it was going to be a recession this year. And it's like, no one, no one, one there will be another recession at some point in the future, at some point, whether it's next year or later, who knows. But, you know, as as you you move past the pandemic as a reason for everything being fucked, um, I mean, we're gonna feel the effects of it for a long time. Still, I mean, you're still feeling that, and we could talk about what's going on in the healthcare industry for hours, probably. But you know, it's just so it's gonna be really interesting to see how they pivot because once supply chain issues stop being an issue then the game gets more complicated 
you know, if you have supply chain issues, you can only sell what you got. And, you know, you're if you're selling out, you don't have to really work that hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I mean, there it's been noted um, in multiple places that in the last year, Game Pass has been a little weaker than it's been, you know, in the year before and the year before that. Um, and that's probably at least partially driven by the fact they haven't had to work as hard. I think it's just driven by the fact that Microsoft historically has always been very poor at managing their internal studios. That's and, fair. and they've only picked up more internal studios through acquisitions and they're still doing a poor job yeah, managing but if them. If you have more people, it's easier to manage. Yeah, right? it turns out maybe not. Works. Maybe not. And that, and that is the weird thing as they just continue to buy, like if they're allowed to buy Activision Blizzard, they'll even have more to manage and yet somehow never come out with any content. It's incredible. <laughs> yep. It's actually quite impressive if you stop and think about it. <laughs> oh, man. Microsoft. Um, Chugging along. Now, let's let's talk about what is absolutely Erica's headliner. <laughs> Westworld got canceled. It did get canceled. <laughs> see that little swerve there? I did. You see that swerve? Nice swerve. Bob was really happy all those people lost oh, their jobs. Oh, man. You, I knew he was happy. When he sent me that text, I was like, Bob is... Dancing on the grave of Westworld right now. No, apparently, from what I understand, some people still got paid for a theoretical season five. Apparently, apparently, the producers, at least Jonathan and uh, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, are being paid for a five and six, which is crazy because they never even like said they wanted a season six. Yeah, but apparently, they were signed through a potential season six that they're going to be paid for. Oh, you mean they locked down their talent? And then, yeah, like... That's weird. Who was it? I'm so bad at saying a lot of these names. Most it, of the major It cast. was like four or five Evan of Rachel the top Wood, cast. Uh, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, Thought, Fondy, Newton. Uh, I thought she was the one who wasn't. No, she did. It, she was, it was Tessa Thompson. Who's Tessa, yeah, she paid. didn't. You're right. And probably because she was more of a... She was a secondary character. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But yeah, apparently those actors are all going to get paid still which mm-hmm. the sum of like a few million at I least. Mean, which sweet. or no, I think it was like 10 million or something, which shows goes to show you how expensive the show was to produce. Well, if they were like they let's were just saying, pay them out instead of producing Right. Right. Instead of instead of producing this 100 million dollar season. Right. Let's we'll just, just cut our eat losses. This 10 million or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. I I mean, listen, I'm not I'm not happy that Westworld got canceled. Um, okay, Alex and I are shooting each other very skeptically. I'm not. I'm, I'm really I not. Know. I know you're not. I know. I mean, I, I mean, you're you're thrilled, but not happy. <laughs> A different emotion. <laughs> I I think it got what it deserved. I agree. I agree with that. Oh, so no, no, I. I agree with that. It's just a really funny way of putting it. No. It got what it deserved. It is. It that is right. That television I think, show. I do think it looks <laughs> bad, and this this goes to show you how HBO is not what HBO once was. Oh, because, no, no, no. Because I think HBO, if this was ten years ago, HBO had, does this final season to cap off the show. Let's I think them, they just eat the lot. Whatever yeah. they think, if the ratings aren't good or whatever. I is think that, they finish it. Is off. that true though? And because I, I ask that because 
um, I, you know, when I was doing a little reading, two shows came up that I haven't watched either of them. So I don't know um, as repeatedly being shows that got canned by HBO before they were able to finish them being Rome and Deadwood. Rome was man. Rome was so good. Rome was awesome, but that was like apparently that was so an insane money loser. Yeah, yeah. yeah like insane. Because oh, they were, was that well, they were making all those sets, weren't they? I think so. Yeah, that was a good. I that was a solid that. two man, seasons. Rome of is so good. Yeah, like what was the guy who was the lead on Rome? It has oh been my God. so long since I've watched it. He Alex. was incredible on that show. That'd be worth a rewatch. That was a, and it's not what it's. Two thirteen episodes. Yeah, it's not a that. it's not a show, and it, it is your that is one of those prototypical HBO shows. The first season is wall to wall nudity, yep. <laughs> nudity yep. and violence, yep. wall to wall, just tits on toasts. It's just oh <laughs> yeah. oh oh. It's every, every but I, I believe they, every I first believe season they were of a, fairly uh, a, equitable. There was some dick in there. You got yeah. some dick in there too. Yeah, every prestige HBO show wall to wall nudity first season. Let's go. <laughs> let's so see what we let's see what we can get away so with, and then we'll kind of we'll ramp down yeah, a little we'll bit. We'll pull it back. Didn't they do a movie though to kind Man, of cap was off? Was Deadwood? it Kevin McKidd? I'm trying to remember what his name was. He was so good on Rome. <sighs> can you look this up, Bob? They uh, did a, a movie, though, for Deadwood, didn't they? To cap it off, I thought. I think they did. Was that the other show you said? Yes. And I feel like they were building the sets for that, too. Yeah, I think that's traditionally been the problem. Is You know, back when they were... You actually you know, put, it like, production it value Yeah, in. it wasn't a big CGI nightmare. Who did you want to know? The lead on Rome. Wasn't it, like, Kevin McKidd or something Kevin like that? Kevin McKidd, yes. Yeah, oh, man. That guy's a great actor. This winter... His ability back. to portray anger is like nearly unparalleled. <laughs> it was a good show, though. It was a solid watch. Yeah, I never watched, but I, I mean, it, it, I you know, I just wonder. Um, and you're right. Maybe they would have got candy. Yeah, way. but maybe ten years ago they still get canned. In in for the most part, HBO seems to let you tell your story. For the most part, For if, the most if you've part. been going a while, they've canceled stuff after one season all oh, yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, that John if from you've Cincinnati, been, Cincinnati comes to yeah, mind. Yeah, if you've been going four seasons, I'd say generally it's kind of like, okay, let's put the capper on this. I, I think it's got to be, though, you know, they... And maybe it's different when it's a $100 million well, production I mean, versus, sure. a, to me, versus a $10 million production. Yeah, I mean, well, even a $10 million production, if... If you're only like if you got a ten million dollar show, but you're only going to make a hundred grand off of it, you're going to cancel it. Mm. You know, and I think with the lower with the lower budget shows, though, if you get, you know, just tepid viewership, maybe that's still enough. Well, you don't to, have to have like the crazy numbers. Like I don't yeah. think like our flag means death comes to mind. I don't know what kind of numbers that was doing. It blew up in like fandom spaces, so it was like, oh, people are actually fucking watching this yeah. shit. And I don't think the production values. I don't think it was like an astronomical show to produce. I, I think yeah. another factor that I'm sure is considered is if you're HBO, generally in HBO's history, I think they kind of want one to two 
big shows that they can advertise heavily and mm-hmm. lean on and air on a Sunday. And that's your your tent and, pole. And that's right. That's and you've your got other big, stuff. Your big prestige show focus. You've got other stuff kind of and, hung around it. And right now, if it wasn't for what's the Game of Thrones show? House of the Dragon. If it apparently House of the Dragon has been doing great. I don't know. It's very, apparently, tem- it's they're good. tempting me, Alex. No, they're, they're not. Tempting they're not tempting me, me but. Apparently, that's been doing great. So they have their flagship show right now. Right. If it wasn't for that show, it might be a different scenario. Because Could be, yeah. Because if it wasn't for House of the Dragon, what would be HBO's flagship right now? Yeah. That's a good it point. It might still be Westworld. Yeah. Even if we think it's not the greatest show ever or whatever, it might still be Westworld. Yeah. No, you're right. Because you got you to gotta have something to advertise. You got to have something... To show, well, you know? why am I subscribing to the service? Right. Right. And, and and look, we've talked about it before, so we don't got to recap the whole thing. We talked about it recently. But the reality is, I think they had an, an incredible first season. Really an all a great first season of television. The only show that I can ever remember, the one that always sticks out to me when I think about first seasons of TV is Homeland. Did you ever watch Homeland? I never watched no. Homeland. We, Homeland. We never had Showtime. Homeland's first season is, honest to God, one of the best seasons of television, like, ever. And then they did, like, seven more seasons, and they were fine of varying degrees of quality. But they hung around quality. for almost too long. But that first season... Choice. If you just watched that first season, Erica, you'd be like, wow. holy shit, this is great. <laughs> um, And then you could just never watch it again, and you'd be happy. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, and Westworld's sort of like that where you can't be shocked that your viewership falls off when half of the episodes in season two were total trash and then all of season three is complete trash and then season four is like good well and the problem you ran into though and we again we've, we don't have to relitigate this but tell your story don't worry that the internet figured it out because yeah. the internet's always going to figure it out Right. Internet figured out the whole who Jon Snow's parents were a thousand years before yeah, they, we ever got there matter. in the show. No one gives a shit. Mm-hmm. Everyone still watched. People are going to figure out your thing. Yeah. Especially if you're leading Dude, up I've, to I've that been, thing, the telling, clues and stuff, it's it's fine. I've been telling you how much I love Kill the Kill. Kill, the kill. Mm-hmm. kill the Kill is highly predictable. The whole show pretty much goes how you think it's gonna go, which is totally fine. I still fucking loved it. Yeah, what is one of we we love Dragon Ball. We know how Dragon Ball's gonna yeah. go. Do you think? Do you think? Do you wonder? Do you ever wonder? Dragon Ball Z is Goku gonna get his shit pushed in for like twenty five episodes <laughs> and then suddenly get really really fucking powerful and beat the shit out of the main bad I, guy? I don't think that's gonna. Did happen. that ever happen? I don't think never once. Gonna, I don't think that's gonna happen no. this time, Alex. No. Speaking. I don't mind predictable. It, there's it, it, well, the story needs to make sense. Story needs to make sense. It, if, I need characters that I care about. Yep. It, it every story has been told to death yeah. at this point. Well, and it's, it's the trappings around it. It's the characters. It's it's the writing. It's, being being unpredictable is great if you pull it off. You know, think about the when the Sixth Sense came out, and you know that. That twist worked so well, and no, but then you become twist guy. But then, well, and, and then you start liking the smell of your own farts a little bit yeah. too much. But you know, okay, so it's yeah. So when you execute it really well, yeah, it's great. But if you if you force a twist or you just 
your story just doesn't make sense. People are going to be disengaged. The WWE model, if you will. Maybe not anymore, but back in the day. Well, speaking oh, they of figured it out. Speaking of wrestling, Hangman Page left Twitter. I did see that. <laughs> I follow him on Instagram now because he has fabulous outfits. But um, the butterfly jeans, like sir, with the with the Dolly Parton shirt. Oh, he's a great dresser. Glorious, outstanding. Ten out of ten. Um, I'm gonna have to look that up. It's pretty great. Okay. He's like rolling up in a at a wrestling show in that, and it's nice. like, sir, yes. Uh, you know Marcus. who's a fashion icon? John Moxley. Doesn't give a shit. Always wears the same. He just outfit. doesn't care, and it's great, isn't it? There is. You can achieve levels of not caring, where you suddenly become stylish. Yep. He's like, I'm just gonna wear the uh, the white t-shirt and jeans. And yeah. Maybe a jacket. I don't know. We'll see. Combat boots. Maybe yeah. a belt. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I get my last comment on Westworld. And then we can move on to something else. Is that um, the only thing I'm I'm glad about with this is that it, and and clearly enough people said season three was garbage. We really didn't enjoy it, and they didn't just you know keep watching keep watching out of habit. Like people said, no, we've had enough, and I I genuinely have to wonder how much of that is a Game of Thrones effect and that people are seeing that it's not or or not just not seeing but realizing I guess that the sunk cost fallacy don't follow it like just because you've watched a few seasons does not mean it's going to be worth it to keep going. Here's the one thing, though, that I do feel I need to say, because whenever you bring this up, some people may just, though, like what they're seeing. Oh, no, no, no. Don't There's get, definitely don't people get me wrong. who it's, oh, no, I do want to continue watching because just that's what everybody's doing. But I do think the majority of people are just like, I like Thing. I'm going to continue to watch and that's, Thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it's... If you, and that's, you know, one of the things that really struck me when I was reading about Westworld are, you know, people coming, or people making comments, you know, like, I get it, you guys didn't like season three, but I really enjoyed this show. And for that person and that group of people, I do feel bad for them. Oh, whenever you lose your thing. You, yeah, you, that you've, sucks. You've lost your thing. Um, I, and it's not necessarily, you know, and certainly I'm, I've always been kind of somebody who, has this tendency to like something that nobody else likes. And the number one thing that pops into my head every time I have this thought is how much I enjoyed the Buffalo chicken sandwich from Seven Eleven <laughs> until they discontinued it. He's, <laughs> you know what cracks me up about Bob? <laughs> he loves shitty food. Like, like, 7-Eleven, he'll be talking about how he gets the grocery store pizza. Yeah, or not, the, sorry, not grocery store. No, the sorry, gas station. The gas station pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The grocery store pizza would be mildly acceptable. The gas station pizza? Hey, Casey's pizza you. is good. Fuck you. Casey's oh, pizza is good now. You. He used to say, it, you know, it'll do. Now it's uh, good. Yeah. But, but, you know. I think a lot of things are going to be moving up the list after a certain debacle. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about that. A pizza place near your home. Oh, oh yeah, oh, we, that's on the list. That. That's on the yeah. list. Yeah, I forgot about but, that. But you know, I, I just clearly 
with how the ratings went. I'm going to tell you right now, Alex, I'm never eating gas station pizza unless we are driving somewhere so, and it is the only option. But I think the way with how ratings fell in season three, it, it you know, people were not enjoying the show. If they were, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have, you know, oh, no, been like so. That, that big of a fall off. Right. And it, it just, it, I'm, to a degree, I'm happy that enough people respected their time to not jump into season well, four. And and to my perspective would be is time is the primary factor, not necessarily yeah. quality of show. It is time. Obviously, quality of show plays a big factor as oh, well. But there's plenty of stuff but, that's really good that I'm just not right, watching because it, it's just... And and that's the thing is sometimes what it simply comes down to is I have X amount of time yep. and you're just lower on the list. I mean, there are shows that I enjoy that I fell off on just because, God, I really want to play a certain video game or something. Yeah. Or there's something that came along that I really want to watch. Like, holy shit, I saw this video for Kill la Kill. It looks fucking awesome. Now I want to watch that. Yeah. So it gets moved way up. But... But a show like Westworld, you know, any any of this prestige TV generally generally requires a, a fair amount of attention on the part of the viewer. Right. You can't just like play on your phone. Right. Well, well you, you can. You could. But, but you, I wouldn't. You, you know, it, it generally. But so it's not like tossing on SVU. Right. And just letting that run for Exa- a while. And exactly. It's, and I think I said before on here, yeah. a show like. A shitty show like Supergirl, if I was bored out of my mind and just wanted to veg out on the couch, I might toss on Supergirl in the background and play on my phone the whole time. And this isn't a show you need to like sit there and study the scenes. Oh, this is and... Great British Bake Off for me. Yeah. I have seen yeah. all of those seasons a thousand times. Yeah. But sometimes I'm just like, I want something on while I fuck around on my phone. Yep. And, and, and you should see my backlog on TV. I mean, when... There are shows that I've watched a shitload of seasons of that I'm just behind on now because other things just moved up on the priority list or maybe I just don't want to sit there and watch television or whatever the You're reason the might, be, might be. And, you know, like shows like The Flash or like all the DC CW shows like The Flash or Legends of Tomorrow or Batwoman or whatever else was on there, they just... You know, I just stopped watching them, not because they had gotten so bad. I mean, they're always like, we're not talking about the greatest television. They're fine. They're yeah. Fine. Well, right. Legends of Tomorrow was really good, but the rest of them were just there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, take them or leave them. I'm not dying to watch them. And that's almost what like the challenge moved into for me is I'm not like falling all over myself to watch this new season because it's just been, you know, like the show for me lately has been, okay, it's all right. But it's not what it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I still want to watch it. I still keep meaning to watch it. But there's just like other things. Other stuff coming. That I want to do first. No, I've been on a big uh, reading jag in the last couple months. So I really. Jag. A jag. Jag. I've been a jag. I haven't really been watching anything. I haven't really played anything. I've just been reading. Yeah. So. Um, right. And, and yeah, was, that moved up that pri- the priority list for you. And so. Well, I There's set a goal for myself you... this year. I wanted to read 50 books. I have hit that and will probably continue to move past it because I've just been like, I, I the last couple of years, I haven't done nearly as much reading as I wanted to do. So it's just like, let's get back into it. And I've been enjoying myself thoroughly. 
Yeah. You should have seen this one book she just read, Alex. I swear it was like this thick. It was 800 pages. It was, it was a monster. I finished it in four days. That's crazy. I'm a, a fast reader. I don't know. It was not. a really good book, though. Like, there's a lot of books, like, they'll, you'll get recommended and they will not live up to the hype. And you're like, well, that was just a fucking waste of however many hours that took. That was a joy from start to finish. That was a good, solid read. Oh, you struggled at the start of it. A little bit, but then once, like, because it was one of those fantasy novels that it's just like, we're just dropping you in and you need to figure out how to swim. Right. So we're throwing names at you and places. And I was like, all right, this might this might be a problem. Everything I watch, I'm so bad with names. Especially if it's one of these shows where it's an ensemble cast. I probably couldn't even tell you the names of like three quarters of the Game of Thrones cast. And I watched every season. <laughs> like, you know, like I know Jon Snow or Cersei. And I know all the characters. Like when they appear on screen, it's like I know who this guy oh, is. Oh, Beardo. Okay. I know what, yeah. he's done, what he's done. I know his alignment, whatever. I've been watching. His fucking name? Eh, no idea. Nah. <laughs> But no, it was a, it was a lot, and then like by like 100, 150 pages, it kind of started to coalesce, and it was like, okay, I've got it, we're good. Okay, let's let's talk about the true main event, The Witcher. They fucked you, Erica. This and is what, and they fucked you hard. <laughs> well, because this is the biggest. Like, we, uh, yeah, I could talk about this for hours. What I uh, lay it out you for think, people. Can you think of a show? Because I can't. I've been trying to. That lost its lead. No. And then continued. No. No. The the best. See. Because what normally what would happen be- is, oh, they died or they had to go off on a quest and they're right. just gone. So, so there, here's the new guy who's going to be the lead. Not, oh, it's just a completely different person. In terms of recasting, I mean, I really can't think of anything. An example that was brought up to me by someone. I'm sorry. It's probably someone who listens to this podcast and I just can't remember. But I have so many of the same conversations with different people that they all overlap in oh, my no. mind. Yeah. yeah, no, I feel but, you, man. Um, you remember when Charlie Sheen left Slash got fired from Two and a Half Men, but they didn't recast him. They just brought they in... just brought in Ashton Kutcher, and he was essentially the same character, but he was a different. Character. But he was a different character, right? right. And the, but that show only lasted another season or two when they right. did that. And I'm going to go ahead and assume this isn't last. Two and a Half Men was making way more money for CBS. Than The Witcher is making for Netflix. Yes, I'm gonna. I would bet any amount of money that that's the case. Here's the thing: James Gunn, personally, I assume, drove up with the dump trucks full of money. Would you like to be the one of the tent poles? Would you like to be Superman again? And I'm going to make sure your next movie doesn't suck ass. Right. I promise you this isn't going to be Man of Steel. We'll get you the points on the back end. it's certainly not going to be Batman versus Superman. No, we're going to properly use you now. What we're going to do actually is have you get your ass beat by The Rock for an entire movie. (laughs) But we're going to pay you well for it. Oh, do I need another dump truck? Or just the one will suffice? But like not, this is not a, this is a no brainer. And if you are not locked down in your contracts, why would you stay? I even if you were happy with what was going on on the show, I will be very interested to see 
what sort of engagement it feels like this new season of The Witcher gets whenever it comes out. Because I think there's a good chance this could be the last season. We'll see. Because just because they've announced that uh, Liam... Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Hemsworth the least, if you will. <laughs> Certainly the least. Like, <laughs> and it's just like there's... This, okay, I'm but gonna, just, I'm, just I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just, go. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just because they've announced that Liam Hemsworth is taking over this character for a season four. Doesn't necessarily mean Doesn't mean happening. season four is happening. Right. There's a certain, <laughs> we'll say dad energy to Geralt. I don't know if you would agree with that or not. But he seems yeah. like an, he's, he's an older Protector. Dude. Right. But he's, like Henry, I think is, I don't know that he's 40 yet, but he's. He has a, he can get a grizzled look to him. If you look at this 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 child, Hemsworth the least. Well, we can't really judge him until we see the steroid regimen. Well, and this is the thing: he could be great. Like it's there's it seems a, unlikely. There's a universe out there where maybe he's great. Was he in? He was in the Hunger Games. Okay, I was going to ask: Was he in Hunger Games or was he in the one that was a? Remember the Hunger Games like movies? Yeah. No. He's yeah. a baby. What, what were the Hunger Game like movies? He's younger than Hunger Joey Games? is. He's like thirty-two or something. No, old, grizzled, wrong. I'm sorry, Alex. What were you? Well, saying? I'm trying to remember. Well, you know those again? Those movies that were like the Hunger Games, but they weren't called Hunger Games. Divergent. Divergent. Yeah, he wasn't in those. No, he was definitely the hotter guy. In the Hunger Games. Okay. Yeah. He was such a nothing in those Hunger Game movies that I forgot he was in them. He, he doesn't he, have any presence. He was in Independence Day Resurgence. No one saw that. <laughs> we did. Oh, you poor fucks. Bob and I, that was the first uh, movie podcast we ever did. You poor fucks. No. Yes, it was. You went was and saw, you probably we went were and saw. We were doing uh, Game of Thrones. And then we went and saw that. And we were like, we have to talk about this. And then we kind of spun that off into after the movie. Yeah, I know what you did there. You just went and saw something you knew was going to be terrible because it's easy to shit on things. Yes. Yeah. Well, I enjoy a crappy that's, movie. That's not entirely true. I I knew it wasn't. We knew that. Was I knew it be wasn't bad. going to be good. We knew. We that was thought. Be I bad. thought we we thought it was going to be fun bad, and, and it, it just ended it up being bad bad. Hmm. Like so, Jumanji. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed Jumanji. That movie was terrible. With The Rock, the remake? Yeah, it was horrible. No, the original's good. Oh, the original's good. I, it was inoffensive. I thought it was fine. We recorded, The Rock one. It was terrible. You guys did an episode on We that, did 58 sure. episodes of After the Movie. I know. I miss it. I liked After the Movie. But I don't, I don't know it's how you... It's replaced sur- by the Superior Podcast. I don't know how you survive this. As a show, oh, it's I fun. also don't understand how you're you're just last year you're crowing about, oh, we're committed to doing something like seven seasons of this, and then Henry's like, yeah, you know what? Actually, I think I'm I tell I'll tell you right now, I would be genuinely upset if I I don't know the actresses' names, but the two women that play Cersei and play Yennefer because these are like. Their careers, something, and Freya Allen. I, think I mean, to me, is. like I've never seen either of them in anything else. I understand the girl who plays Cersei is fairly young. Siri, Siri, sorry. Why do I say? Because we were just talking about. Game yeah, of 
series. Sorry. Anya, uh, the girl who plays Yennefer, is in her early 20s, too. She's not very Yeah, good. so I've never seen either of them in anything else. And who knows? They'll probably go on to have success or whatever, right? But these are probably, like, this is their job, right? This is their major paycheck, I would assume. Well, that's the other thing. Like, normally, if someone leaves a project, there you get, like, the, oh, you know, the tweets, it was great working with you. What? Nothing. Silence. Oh, they're probably pissed Nothing. because the paychecks got one more season and then it's going to go away. Maybe another one after that if you get lucky. I I would love to see the viewership numbers for this upcoming season because I think they're either going to spike because people are going to go, oh shit, it's the last season of Henry Cavill doing The Witcher. Or they're going to plummet they're gonna be like, Why am I because gonna people are going to go, why am I going to watch this season's going to get, this well, show's going to get canned. Because you had that, which I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. But then it's like, mm, maybe there's some credence to this. You had that writer that used to work on the show right? a few weeks ago, like a week before this happened. Talk about how the other writers don't seem to, they think the games and the books are shit. Right. Which to me, and this was a thing I wanted to talk about too, I don't know that you have to be like a super fan of something that you're working on, but you should at least have a little bit of respect for but it. You see this all the time though. I mean, we spent like 10 episodes shitting on that Halo TV You're show. You're absolutely right. And guess what? I can tell you without a shadow of doubt, no one even has to come out and say it. No one do respected you know, that source material. Do you know what writers hate the fucking Halo series? The Halo <laughs> TV show writers. They clearly think that series <laughs> is shit. I think it's just, I'm very curious because this last season fairly far abreast of the books which it's an adaptation it's a different showrunner sure you're it's gonna be you can't expect things mm-hmm. to be exact but i do, would expect an effort to be made to stay close the heart of the mat like we've talked about adaptations before what makes thing thing what are the five things that makes this whatever it is you need to at least have those the heart of the matter so i'm curious because no matter what anybody says, it was the money. You are a thousand percent going to leave the streaming show to go be Superman on the, in the movies again. Uh, yeah, I think the money is for sure the predominant factor. But if that he was being happy, said, if you're unhappy doing the show for one reason or another, production issues or the way the show is heading, writing and direction wise, whatever might be going on. Something that you may have said to yourself, well, I'm going to try to do both. Sure. You might say instead, I don't want to be associated with this anymore and I'm out of here. Right. Well, and that that's true. That's true. It's also possible that DC said, mm, I mean, no. <laughs> Well, and not, you can't only do that, both. not only that, but he did get injured filming the last season. You get right. injured. And if he gets hurt, that's going to screw up production that fucks and whatever up our else plans. you're doing. So we yeah. need you insured and on I our I didn't know shit. that. Yeah. yeah. That's part of why the last season took so long. Oh, uh, okay. Not like I dive into these things like a maniac. Well, yeah, between, that. that was when I was watching it and I was joking around with you, between COVID and Cavill getting injured between the first season and the second season, it was like, did they change? Siri looks did like they she's change actresses like on Siri. Yeah, it was like, wow, she looks similar, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I at the end, it's the money. 
It's the money. I it's am because I I'm look. I, this is uh, it's based off of the it's like the second book I think in the series proper, and it's good. It's really good. It's very clear. There's a rising action. Big fucking thing happens toward the end, and then we go into the rest of the saga. Fairly straightforward. What I'm curious about is how how much farther abreast have we gone? That Henry was like, yeah, yeah, it's good. Well, and and yeah, I agree with you both that primarily the money differences between the two jobs are probably extremely substantial. That being said, where there's smoke, there's fire. And clearly he wasn't unhappy working. He was unhappy working on the show. Because if you were happy, I think you try harder to kind of keep it to do both. Maybe, yeah. But it's both action-y stuff. I think the getting hurt thing probably factored in. I just, I, and again, maybe they pull it off. Maybe, it, I just don't see how you you transition a main character, like af- recasting somebody in the main role. Yeah. Unless you do start to kind of focus more on Siri, which is kind of how the books go. Geralt just kind of starts faffing around in those. If last if she books. if she, if they can pull that off, if the That's show the if the show can pull it off, writing and direction wise, if the actress can pull right. that off, because that's a big. That's ask. a big ask. Sure. When that's it was a big ask to put on, on what is essentially a newer actor to say we're putting this show on your back. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. I have an answer. for Has you. he been pawing you at all, or just me? Just you and Alex. Well, maybe if you gave him some pets, you sick fuck. No, he wants to go out, so I'm gonna have to okay. gra- grab well, we'll his collar and let him out. About, we'll just but you know, him, it's 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 just it's funny to me that you know he just comes to me for for these things. It's like yeah. when you know he biffed me in the face. That's the best story ever. We've definitely oh. told that on the podcast before. Oh, yeah. this is what happens when you're the top bitch. <laughs> But wow. it's it's they're just very weird. And I don't know if this is a Netflix thing, but like they have this. They made a big deal of they were gonna do some of these spinoffs of of The Witcher. They have one coming out in uh, sure. December. They released a trailer last year uh, when they released season two. There has been like they're working on it. There's been like some like oh it's coming out uh, I think on Christmas. Oh, no other trailer, no other like word. It's just like, what are you, what are you guys doing over there? It seems there's a very like seems like a concerted effort to tank things, and maybe they are. Well, Netflix is such a weird service. That's the thing; they're very weird about this shit. But you would think that's the other thing, Alex. Wasn't this gonna be like? At least it seemed that way. One of your like tent poles, like Stranger Things, is going away. It after seems next like season. it was positioned that way. You're not going to lock this guy down? That's insane to me. But maybe you're not spending the money on it to lock him down. No, maybe not. I don't know. It's just bonkers. And that's another thing. To me, that shows that there is a lower budget on this show, especially going forward, than we might think there is. Because if you're casting Liam... What's his name? Hemsworth the least. Okay, Liam Hemsworth. And I keep here, forgetting his name. It's he so... could be a lovely gentleman. I know his brother. I love his brother. He's great. Chris Hemsworth is great. It's just... Liam you... is so nothing that I keep forgetting his name. You're just... You're... Yeah. And 
to me, the fact that Liam Hemsworth is the replacement shows me we're moving the show down a level, if not down multiple levels in terms of our commitment to it. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, I, I season three is being uh, worked on in post-production. It, the fucked up thing is apparently like... They should have done something crazy. You know who the replacement should have been? You know who could have fucking came in and grabbed this fucker by the throat and been incredible? Hit us. Hit me. I got some out-of-the-box thinking. Walton Goggins. Ooh. Could you imagine? No, you know what, though, Alex? If, if, we're, if we're tanking, let's get nuts. Why not? He'd be fucking great because he's a good fucking I, actor. He's an incredible actor. He'd figure out a way to do the accent. And he would kill it. He'd get on the steroids for that job. Throw the wig on him. Oh, my God. Get the scar on the face. I think it'd be great. He'd be great. That would have been a recast. I would have been more interested if it would have been Walton Goggins. I would have been like, I got to see this. <laughs> but it's just like, you, you, this nobody. The least. The least. The Westworld brother was better than this one. <laughs> I do prefer the Westworld brother. He's like a lesser actor, like exposure wise but, but i would better prefer the like West. a thousand and, he, and he's like and he fits the role more to me he's like a little beefier he's a little bigger i don't right? need teenage twinkie like heartthrob guy you know he's gonna get on the steroids you need though. some beef even but the, even the steroids imagine though. all the 4090s that henry cavill's gonna be able to afford now <laughs> good for him He's going to do another building a PC video where he's like, this is what happens when you put Superman money into a PC. Superman movie, motherfucker. No, and here's the thing. If you were unhappy in something, and again, the way I picture it happening is James Gunn literally drove up to his house. I don't care what anybody says. You're a thousand percent leaving. But then the other question I have is because he's in other stuff on Netflix. He did those... uh, 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 he was Sherlock Holmes in the um, Enola Holmes movies with Millie Bobby Brown. Eleven. I've never from even se- yeah, I've never even seen those. I didn't even know they existed. Yeah, they're like nothing of great consequence. They're cute. They're like um, more of a vehicle for her, but he's in them, and they just released the second one with the very kind of obvious. Oh yeah, we're doing a third one. It's like, well, does does he work here anymore? <laughs> like, what's the deal with that? I'm just kind of curious. Because I would imagine you're a little mad he's leaving and tanking your show. Yeah, you're right. It is interesting that I feel like we haven't heard from anyone else who's on the show. Nothing. I wonder if they've been told not to talk about they've it. They've obviously been told not to talk about it. Because no one has said a word. It's so weird. Yeah. And then I can't wait for the shit show that's going to be promotion for the third season. Because you oh. bring him back. Hey, Henry, come promote the show you're abandoning. I think you're, and, and really, you probably almost would want to present it as Henry Cavill's last season of The Witcher, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Or is it, oh, I got Superman commitments, sorry. Have Liam go out there. That would be funny. The least. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Bob, my... out of the box casting for Geralt of Rivia, go. Out of the box casting. Who you got? Do you want to hear mine? I already, I already nailed it. Perfect. Yeah, go ahead. Walton Goggins. <laughs> Love it. Okay. He's such an incredible actor. You know he would kill it. 
I mean, he's he is a very good actor. I'm flying in with Mads Mikkelsen. I think uh, be great. Fuck Mad, you, he'd be Mad, awesome. Mads too weird. No, this is where this is the tank season. Wait, it's wait, done. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, so instead of Liam, who are you casting? But am I casting to actually replace Henry, or am I casting for? Just pure We're going fun. out of the box. I think no, Mads would kill I, it. I think Walton would be better, so I'm casting for improvement. Oh, you're casting for okay. Um, I'm casting for fun. Gina Carano. It. Say one more time. Gina Carano. I don't need her ass anymore. Well, that's why, because it. I mean, oh no, it would you be go, fun. You want to go crazy? Gwendolyn Christie. That's, well, th- get a wig on that her. That would be that'd be great. Those would be two casting choices to definitely get the show canceled for sure. <laughs> Netflix already has Gwendolyn Christie. It'd be fine. The fanboys would be very I'm not saying it wouldn't be fine. I'm just saying if you want to get the show canceled. It's getting canceled either way, Alex. Let's just have some fun. Now, okay, what are we putting the odds on canceled after season three versus canceled after season four? What are the percentages? I personally think season four is, I mean, I don't know that you're going through the, the rigmarole of, Announcing someone, announcing to him, not do the and season. finding him, and not doing the season. But it is Netflix. Yeah, and That's three the is their magical. You number. You never fucking know. With three them. is the magic number for the big acts. Well, and everything they're they're putting out into the universe might just be to to test the waters. I mean, there may not be any real, true financial commitments. Right. That's out what I'm there. saying. Yeah. And any any financial commitment you made to Liam Hemsworth is probably minuscule. <laughs> And I think until you, and even if you hear that they're they're filming again, it's Netflix. They're weird about shit. Who knows? I, we I, live in a world now, and it wasn't Netflix, where we see, we saw a whole movie get filmed and get shelved. Oh, so, yeah, the Batwoman movie. Yeah, so this is a thing that has happened. I put my percentages at, and I, I want some percentages. We got to have some commitment here. I'm going to say... 25% chance based on viewership that it's canceled after season three, 75% chance it's canceled after season four. That's my split. Oh, I'm going a hundred percent. It's canceled after season. No, no, four. no. But I'm saying you got to assign like a, you got to do the number has to equal a hundred. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Then hundred percent. It gets canceled after season four. 0%. So no, no chances it gets canceled after season three. I really so don't you think believe it's definitely getting a season four. Yes. Okay. I would say 25% canceled after season three. Okay. So you and I are in alignment. Erica's. And here's what I'm telling you, because what annoys me the most is there's some real good shit in that next fucking book that I want to see see, on the fucking screen. You weren't going to see what was in that book on the show anyway. Well, that's the other thing. I've been having this conversation. Is there, it's, it's what I was just talking about. I know that Bob was sitting here when you adapt something. There are certain just things that like if you're not going to put it in there I don't know that you could I don't know now, we'll see if we want to if we want to have the show be successful you could try to readopt the HBO strategy because first season of Witcher boatloads of nudity second <laughs> season of Witcher really no nudity you could try third season of Witcher boatloads of nudity again you could go back to it well because i think he, the strategy is not a one-off once you've gone away from it you don't have to like i stay think away he didn't want to be doing that i don't know 
So maybe Liam's a little bit more willing to like. Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. Let's get some cock going. Let's Come on, do man. this. You got you got something to show. Let's Mine show will it. be the first cock on Netflix. Let's do this. <laughs> Is there no? There must be some cock on Netflix. I have not watched enough of Netflix to know if there is cock. There cock. must be at least one. I cock. don't. I there has don't to be know. some artsy French film. There must be a dick on Netflix. Anybody, if you've be. seen the Netflix dick. Please let us know. Yeah, there has to be. I am curious. There must be at least one. Like, just to avoid, like, a lawsuit. Because if there's, like, <laughs> a million boobs on Netflix, there has to be one dick. But no, if you think about it, that season one of The Witcher was, like, it was, like, e- not quite equal opportunity because you never saw anybody's, uh, uh, there wasn't right. a dick. But, um... I mean, you he had, had his shirt off all the time. Shirt was off constantly. Yennefer we had her bed shirt with the off. Hookers. Yennefer was like finding reasons to take her top off. Like the one, talk about a straight up unnecessary nudity. The scene where she's trying to contain that spirit or whatever it was. They remember that demon. Yes, I've. She yeah, didn't yeah, need to be. Top- I I remember she, the scene. Yes. She didn't need to be topless in that. They just were like, <laughs> let's just do some topless. That was an intricate part of the ritual. Oh, was Alex? it? Yes. I see. I see. Please. Interesting. How dare you assume that they're just throwing boobs out there? Oh, they would never. They would never. How dare you? How dare. you? Speaking of Netflix, Uh you watch Stranger Things? Yeah, so I I think it's interesting because my what I've always heard people say about Stranger Things is one was really good, two is okay, three is bad, and four is really good. Here are my my personal, I really liked season one. Uh Season two felt to me like a rehash. I've enjoyed season three. And for the most part, I liked season four. I just felt everything was entirely too long. It was way too long. So I guess my rankings would be like one, four, and then like two and three are tied. But they're all pretty grouped together for me. I didn't think like all the seasons really are very similar. Well, I will also say this. I haven't watched season one in probably like four okay well I, I yeah i watched You've them all just back to back watched, right yeah and, and they all feel very similar to me like mystery unfolds at start of season they start to something happens maybe someone gets killed they start to put together the pieces of what's going on they get a battle plan and then like action sequence and maybe one of the last two episodes. Like every season is basically the same. Yes, mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah. I think in season four, it really started to feel like, okay, we've done this before. We've oh, done this four before. was way too long. I mean, four, I enjoyed four. Don't get me wrong. It was a good season. They could have cut four hours off that season. There total. is no <laughs> reason any of those episodes, the finale why was that two and a half hours long? There was no that, reason that was two and a half, it had to be two and a half hours that long. That show, that fourth season, I think they must be Dragon Ball fans because there was so much. It was very much the, ooh, Eleven's got to go and like be over here yeah. and away from everybody. Walking and then come around, charging in at the end to save the day. Walking around endlessly, posturing endlessly. You haven't even, I'm not a fucking secret plan on top of a secret plan. I've got 45 different schemes going. 
And then, yeah, 11 pops up out of nowhere to save the day. I mean, that happened in, was it three as well? Yeah, where they're fighting the big monster in the cabin and all of the, or no, that wasn't, that wasn't three. No, that was three. That was three. Three was the mind flayer. I was thinking, sorry, I was thinking of season two, I think, where they're in, is it Joy's house? Is that the name of the mother? Joyce. Joyce. They're in Joyce's house and the dogs are attacking the home, right? And then Eleven shows up to like throw the dog through the window. Maybe, yeah. I, I think really that remember. was season two. But the dogs were in season two. They've they've done the eleven shows up seemingly out of the fucking thin air to out of thin air to save the day at least five times. Yeah, I mean they're big Dragon Ball fans. Yes, I I remember saying literally when in that um in the in the finale when Eleven's you know uh, Vecner's got her uh, strung up. I'm like, up oh, here's the Goku turn. <laughs> she's suddenly going to be more powerful and it's, break free. It's just, <laughs> and, and, and her abilities are pretty much like outside of the going into people's minds, her physical abilities are pretty much energy blasts, but without showing what, the what energy. I, what I said to Erica is that what I want to see in season five is I want to see her go full Super Saiyan. I want the aura. I want the hair. The hair goes blonde. The it's eyes. It's spiky. Yeah. I, I mean, just let's just get stupid. Go with it. Why not? all in. I want a uh, Dark Will Byers saga because that poor boy needs to just go evil. He's he needs to a... turn evil. He need and then they need to save him or whatever. And at the end, he just needs to be like, "Hey, guess what? I hate all of you. I'm going to college, and I never want to talk to." They any gotta of you let again. him do something, and I think the evil turn is a good idea because most of that character's presence on the show is whining. Like, he's just whiny all the fucking time. He just wants to play D&D, Alex. <laughs> Let the kid play D&D. Like, think, about, think about his character. He's whining all the time in the early seasons because... Well, in season one, the, he's not there. Right, right, right. But I mean, like, when he when they, so, when when he they comes rescue back, him, sure. he gets, like, infested by the Mind Flayer, and he's mm-hmm. whining the whole time. And... Then this latest, one of the latest seasons, he's whining because Mike isn't his friend anymore and they don't play D&D. And then he's whining because Eleven doesn't tell Mike the truth about how she's getting bullied at school. He's just whining. He's just always whining. That's just the character. I need the I need the Dark Will Byers saga. I think he should. I think we need a heel turn. I definitely need And that. more shows need a dramatic Dragon Ball Z power-up. Okay? A, yes. A thousand percent. Because there, it's like... There's nothing cooler than an awesome power-up scene, all right? Like, seriously. People love to talk about, like, hype moments in shows or movies. What's more hype than, like, Goku going Super Saiyan or Goku going Super Saiyan 3 well, I was and just gonna shaking say... the whole fucking planet to do so? <laughs> Gohan going Super Saiyan 2. It's yeah. like the one that pops out to me always fucking rad song oh good shit but no and you've you've at the end of that last season you've changed the game quotes okay hawkins is like literally like burning from the outs upside down kind of leaking into it or whatever so let's let's just get crazy with shit i don't want the same like formulaic whatever let's just let's go nuts yeah 
and edit ourselves a bit. I don't need to be sitting through like hour and a half episodes. Yeah, it was, one of the things that was ridiculous was like I was, um, when I was watching through the season over these last two weeks, I guess or two and a half weeks, whatever. Um, you plowed through it pretty quickly. I did plow through it pretty quickly because I, um, I I was watching it on the treadmill. That's what it was. Yeah. Alex, I went to I went to the gym, and I got on the treadmill. I went for like a five hour, twenty mile run. And you finished one episode. Yeah, about. <laughs> but I think it was like three and a half episodes was You're all like, I could get like, through. Fuck. I was like, "Are you serious?" And, and what it what it really the key was he just wanted to get through Stranger Things so he could watch his new favorite show. Kill the kill. That's right. Okay. I'm just going to keep bringing it back to it. We said we're going to watch it. I know. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying I'm going to keep bringing it back to it because I love that it. fucking show. Keep hyping it. Uh, oh, I, I can't hype this show enough. I can't. It's not possible. I hope I hate it. Please. You will and it'll be hilarious. Please. I love it, I'm sure. Please. If anyone out there respects my opinion at all because you must be stupid, just watch the show. It's going to be great. I, I really hope I hate it. You're probably going to hate it. That's okay. You don't like anything. The only thing you like is running. That's it. <laughs> That's a true. Isn't it? I like my family. <laughs> Not as much as running. <laughs> <laughs> you notice he didn't say love. Did you catch that? I did. <laughs> From Mike. Oh, God. Fuck Mike. Fuck Mike. Mike's the word. That whole speech about how he's the heart of the group. Dustin is right there. What are you <laughs> yeah, talking about? That's true. Mike sucks. The, yeah. Dustin's the heart of that group. Alex. No, yeah, no, he is. I'm agreeing with that. I'm just trying to think about the characters. You know who's a big time loser? Steve. Steve uh, just keeps We love losing. Steve Harrington. He's a, he's seemingly a good guy, but he just keeps taking L's. Has he ever taken a W? No. Endless L's. That's why it's we like, love him. The whole last season is like, oh yeah, Nancy's falling in love with me again. We're together. We're that on- was the other thing. We've done this already. And I then, don't want the Jonathan stupid love triangle. Back. And, and look, I get where they're going. <sighs> by the end of this latest, by the end of this last season, I there's either one of two ways it's going to go. Okay, either Jonathan, someone's dying. First of all. <laughs> Between Jonathan and Steve. Someone's dying. Probably Steve. I will tell you right now, the foundations of Tumblr will shake and destroy the earth if Steve Harrington dies. I think Steve... They're also going to go nuts when fucking Eddie doesn't come back from the dead. Because, oh my God. He was pretty great. Um, He was a great guy. That whole guitar... Yeah, that was pretty sweet. As long and bloated as that final episode was, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't change that. That was outstanding. At the at the beginning of that guitar sequence, I was like, "Is he playing the Doom theme song?" I was fucking rad with that because that's what it started off as. That's like how it started, and I was like, "This Alex was like, if this if he played the Doom music, I would have been like, this is fucking awesome." (laughs) Um, Instead, I think he played like it was like ACDC or something. It was Master of Puppets. Okay, there you go. From uh, Metallica. Um, but. If it was the Doom theme, like the main Doom theme, that would have been so sweet. That would have been pretty fucking rad. 
Let's uh, bring the Doomslayer in. Let's get stupid. <laughs> Let's get nuts. Why not? Eleven summons the Doomslayer. <laughs> Eleven is there. the Doomslayer. There you go. <laughs> Eleven is like I'm trying to think who uh, who is Eleven in Dragon Ball Z? Who is she the equivalent of? Power wise, Eleven is like Mister Satan. I mean, a little bit more powerful than Mr. Satan, I guess. <laughs> what? She's pretty low on the power level scheme. Are, are you trying to compare her to... Because he doesn't really... Does he even have any, like... No, he has no, no powers at all. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. He's like, so I was like... She's like Yamcha. I think Yamcha would beat her in a fight. Hard to disagree. Eleven? She'd beat Yamcha. Tien might beat her in a fight. Oh, Tien would beat her with that that tri beam attack. Oh, I love that tri beam. Attack. Oh, we use that. Uh, Cell when he's wailing on Cell. Cell oh. couldn't escape that attack. Eleven would get smoked. That's by what that I'm attack. saying. Yes, she'd beat Yamcha though. Well, who who is she equivalent of then? Who's between Yamcha and Tien? There's kind of a gap there, though, isn't there? Not much. Uh, Not a huge gap, but it goes Yamcha and then Tien, doesn't it? This must be documented somewhere. I'm trying to think. There's got to be, like, the Dragon Ball power rank. There are so... Like, there's thousands of those online. I'm sure. Would she Would she beat Dr. Giro, the robot, the android version? I think she beats Dr. Giro. Maybe. Yeah. Because, I mean, she did kind of, like, re-unlock her powers, right? At the end yeah. of this last season. So I would assume that kind of equates to some kind of see here's up. the thing that i think oh, about. this okay. list is automatically wrong see here's the thing i think about <laughs> the that episode where they do the whole dramatic like she grabs the helicopter and eventually crashes it yamcha insta destroys that helicopter like split second boom it's gone. i would also say though yamcha has had like an opportunity to like hone his powers she's still very young do we care about that are we factoring that in no, as is in the moment. Okay. I still think she beats Yamcha in a fight. <laughs> this list is so... Okay. So, this list is 15 most powerful beings. And then we diverted. Ranked from weakest to most overpowered. So, weakest at the top, right? Number two on this list is Broly. Well, is it is it the is it like the top 15 strongest ranked weakest to strongest like i don't understand the list because how could broly be the number the second weakest character in dragon ball well i I mean the second weakest of the top 15 okay and it's like um who's above him um let's see oh i i i'm i'm just like this is so dumb I can't even. Okay, so fifteen would be Kale, Broly, Gotenks. Broly would smash Gotenks. Future Trunks has on multiple occasions. Broly would smash Future Trunks. Okay, this list sucks. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> yeah, this you is know, a terrible list. I just, you know, you know I was I, just trying to find somebody to, fit, you know, for the slot. You know what I love? Sucks. You know what my favorite thing? I think I've said this before on this podcast, but my favorite thing about Future Trunks, everyone else, basically, 
in Dragon Ball universe wants to like have long drawn out battles where we like you know gradually raise our power levels until the big blow off and then we really start trying sure or they just want to fight for fun to see who's the strongest if trunks is fighting you he's fighting to kill <laughs> yes there's no there's no like i'm here for fun well because or look where myself. he came from oh, he's yeah, like no no, no. no. future trunks. we gotta end this shit we gotta end it now <laughs> goku played with frieza for like 10 episodes future trunks shows up meets frieza done yeah like no, fuck we're not, this we're not doing this this is not a thing we're doing <laughs> goes back in time to fight goes back to the future to kill the androids wasted wasted <laughs> oh my he's got goodness. places to be oh yeah no future trunks ain't playing he's here to slice you into a million pieces and then blow you away <laughs> glorious Okay, Bob, tell us about the pizza saga, the ordeal. <laughs> Let the anger engulf you. So, <laughs> I could see his energy level increasing. The aura. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, this really pissed me off. I was just so, so annoyed. Um, so we, there's a... You know, there's a, a local pizza joint that is extremely close to us. Um, walking distance. It is walking distance. Um, I have walked there to pick up a pizza before. Um, it's also good. It's also good. Most of the time. Not just local so it's convenient. It is it good, is good. pizza. Um, but... Um, so this kind of... It starts a few months ago... When I went to use a coupon, and when I when when I called in to use it, they were like, "Oh, we don't we don't do that one anymore," and that annoyed me. Um, but it didn't bother like I knew I had had that coupon in a drawer for a long time. Like I was like, "This is really stupid," and you should just honor the the coupon, but. For whatever reason, I was just in a mood to let it go that day. <laughs> and this was a while ago. This was a while it was ago. It's like over the summer, I want to say. Yeah. So I said, okay, fine, whatever. Um So you know, I I've, I've got that in the back of my mind and and when I went to go pick up my order, like the guy did right by me. Like he, you know, he was like he he gave me like a, a couple extra sodas or something and he gave me a a stack of like these coupons you use there to uh, get a, uh, half, uh, half a pie, a half off pie. Yes. So, you know, the guy behind the counter, he, he, he was like, this is dumb, but here's what I can, you know, okay. Okay. So I remember, so uh, what was this Friday or Saturday? So, you know, we just, it was Monday. Was it Monday? It was, it the was, mon- it was Monday. Yeah. It was Halloween, wasn't it? It was Halloween. Oh, it was Halloween. Okay, yeah. Because, um, yeah, I was like, I'm not fucking cooking. Today. Yeah, we were like, now let's just get a pie. And so, and... I said, I'm not fucking cooking. And then the only option is usually pizza. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I mean, you knew that was going to happen when you said it. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Bob only it's the easiest it. way for Eric to get a pizza is just say, I'm not, I'm not cooking. cooking. And then he does the... And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, um... But he has to <clears> pretend he doesn't really want it, like... 
oh, well, you want to do a pizza? That's not what happens. No. <laughs> no. It's always, because that's the first thing he thinks of. It's the, it's the only thing I think of. I, I genuinely wish I could think of other things, but I have a mind block. Oh, I can't. It's if you, with, if if, if I need food and I need it fast, like for dinner, like pizza is like the only thing that it can. It, it's like blocking everything it else. It is literally the only thing you ever think of. <laughs> yeah, no, you I, know this. He used to think of wings until the prices like doubled. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The pre- it just got too much. But anyways, we're getting off track. Yeah. <laughs> You, no one's ever seen this happen on the podcast. No, before. never. That's not a thing that we never. do. So Eric said, okay, why don't we just get a pie? Um, and conveniently, in the mail, I got a coupon for the local pizza joint. And uh, and I looked at it, and it was like, get um, get a large one-topping pie and an appetizer for like twenty four ninety nine. Which is a good price um, yeah. right now. And it really is. So, you know, um, so I I call in. I say, hey, um, you know, I got the coupon for the Monday night special. Give me large pie with pepperoni. And, um, you know, for the appetizer. And then they stop me and they say, oh, no, no, no. That's not the Monday night special anymore. I said, what is it? I've got, I've literally got the coupon I got in the mail like today. <laughs> like not like this isn't, I pulled it out of the drawer that had been holding on to forever and there's no expiration on it. I'm like, well, I, in, you know, there's, I don't know what to tell you. Like the, the specials, you get the pie and a six pack of soda. I was like, it's fine. Do that. So, but I was really looking forward to that appetizer, Alex. I really was. But I wasn't going to pay another eight bucks for an appetizer um, that I didn't need. (laughs) So, I just wanted. So, you know, when when I go to, to pick up the pizza, and I've got the coupon with me, and, you know, they... They take the coupon and they, and they, and I ask um, the woman behind the counter. I said, "When did the Monday night special change?" And she said, oh, while you know, it's it's been in a, I, no no no. I I want to know when just did, out of curiosity. When did it change? And she said she finally said, "Well, like back in May." And then I got pissed. And I said, I got this today, and you guys won't honor this. And she's like, I was like, I was like, I mean, it's clearly you're the woman behind. It's not your fault. No, doing a little venting, but I don't know. It could be her fault. <laughs> oh, who knows? Maybe she's the owner. Who the fuck knows? But it's not. It's, it's not a. Ch- it's not like a whole, Buffalo Wild Way. The whole you know? thing is, it's it's you have a coupon out there. That's still circulating. Yep. That you guys should probably well, be aware of. And and can I just give the easiest solution ever? Honor the fucking coupon? Well, how about you just print an expiration date 
what's the other thing, right? Well, in printing expir- you should you should always have an expiration date on coupons. Absolutely. Um, but so this has been changed since May, and you haven't. Right, it's October. You haven't updated your mailer, like, and that you're using to get people in the door. Yeah. So I made one. The the it was packed with people waiting for pizzas. So I made sure to make a point that oh, uh, to note to everyone there that you know this restaurant was no longer going to honor their coupons. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't think that. Wait. Oh yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, I'm. Sorry. I made a scene. Really? I did. Erica, it's Bob and it's food. What did you think was going to happen? And I wasn't there. Really? I had to. You did that? Yes. <laughs> and I made a point to say there are plenty of other pizza places around and I will not be coming back. Definitely something everybody else. Because, you know, ooh, this, this, this one guy is not coming back, so... Hey, to be fair, Erica. Yes. This is probably about a twenty percent reduction in their monthly business <laughs> over there. No, I'm tired of it. I'm I'm really tired of poor service at restaurants. And I'm tired of the excuse of the pandemic and inflation and this. And I'm not paying and you're not paying your servers enough. And this isn't even you're not paying people enough. This is you won't update your mailer. Oh, you don't have to. I, I feel you on being angry. I We had a long protracted discussion about it when you got home. So, you know, I, I'm just, I'm over it. And I won't be going back there. Because it, it, there really are like tons of different options. And I'm, I'm, I'm tired of being made to feel like a dick or an idiot by restaurant, by Businesses in general. Oh, you think I'm just a sucker and I'm going to put up with this bullshit. So I'm just not going to go back. And everyone in that restaurant who's sitting there waiting for it is going to be thinking about, did he really not honor his coupon? I don't know if they thought about it beyond you walking out, but you know, whatever. I wish I was there just for the entertainment factor, frankly. You know, I mean, I like I screamed. I was just. I I agree with you, though. They fucked you. And they fucked you twice, sort of. I mean, the first time they kind of made it right. Well, my whole point was if somebody comes in with a coupon that doesn't have an expiration date on it, that's your fault for printing that. That is your fault. You should should cover the coupon. And and you you need to honor the coupon that was printed. Yeah. the, The simple. This is their own fault for not putting an expiration date on there. Because if you're not putting an expiration date on there, you should honor the fucking coupon. Yep. And, and it's real simple. If you're, they're probably sending out these sheets of coupons monthly. Mm-hmm. Just have them expire that month or the next month or something like that. And then if you're whoever, if you're, I know you don't want to say the name, I guess, but if you're given pizza place, you just have to say to yourself, well, we only have to honor this coupon that maybe we're not making as much money on as we would like yep. until X date. Yep problem solved then you don't have to worry about it you can people can just you if someone comes in if you went in and you said hey i have this coupon and they say actually that expired three weeks ago you would go oh well that's my bad 
You wouldn't be yeah. mad at them. Yeah. No. Whenever I, w- I worked in, and granted, it's been a very long time since I've worked in food service. If somebody came in with a coupon, you're honoring the coupon. Yeah. I mean, look at, uh, I, and like, I, I never get mad at someone if, like, I bring a coupon and I didn't notice it wasn't expired. And I've been known to do that. I just, I'm, I don't see it. But, um, it, the, the, it, this is, this is just shoddy. It, at, at, at best, it's sloppy. And at worst, it's malicious to yeah. trick people into thinking, um, that, you can get more than what you're going to get. And here's the here's the other thing and this is what I said to him that confuses me. You know, I'm assuming where they're getting say like you wanted you probably wanted the mozzarella sticks, right? For yep. the appetizer, that's what you always like. I'm going to go ahead and assume that whatever they're paying to get mozzarella sticks that they end then just like throw in a fryer and heat up basically. Right. Is probably way less than what they pay for a six pack of coke and that's what's strange to me about it the switch it's that i have a hard time believing that just from the not what they necessarily sell each item for but just from a what costs them more money to buy themselves i would have to believe the coke costs more than the mozzarella sticks. I don't know about that. But, I mean... To me, the, the bottom line is, this coupon is out there. It got to me. Like, you got to talk to your people, whoever you have doing this. Fix the error. But, I have a coupon. It's not expired. Give me down to the coupon. Yeah, I agree. And to me, that's just kind of the end of it. Well, and especially for a small business, like, this is just stupid. This is a dumb mistake because in a very competitive market is I do have a lot of good choices as alternatives. Yeah. You know, and sure, maybe I have to drive a little further or pay for delivery, but I... Oh, you'll you'll happily drive another three minutes to just the spike drive. Yeah. Because what is three minutes to me? Really not well, much. Well, more time you could have been running. Well, that's true. Maybe I could run to pick up the pizzas. That's true. But, you know, you're it's a small business. There's lots of other options out there. It's going to it's not like you know, it's not like if Buffalo Wild Wings uh, you know, irritates me. There am they really doesn't make a difference to them. Um Rosati's you don't want Oh, I need one to say the name, but whatever. I don't care. Um, they, you know, they're a chain for sure, but they're franchises. You don't want, you know, people saying stuff like they don't honor their coupons to their friends and family. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you, that can be super damaging as a small business. And so to me, it's just like, it's insulting. Well, also, how often is this happening that they're not honoring the coupon? Is like, is this happening a hundred times that they've finally said, like, oh, we've printed some coupon that we should be honoring, but we're not going to honor it anymore? Like, there's no way you're the only person that they've done this to. No, not a chance. Not a chance. 
I'm just the only person who got really pissed off. <laughs> I'm sure other people did too. You know, it, it's and you maybe know, not to your level of anger, but I'm sure a lot of people. I'm sure people probably called up on a Monday. We're going to do the coupon you're talking about, and then we're told, "Oh, well, we don't do that anymore." Yada yada, and then you just said, "Oh, okay, well, I'll order from somewhere else." Yep. Well, and that, I mean, uh, I'll. Uh, you know, there's lots of options, and that's yep, that's the thing. So. I mean, I, I I was really pissed off about it in the moment. Um, I'm I'm by I'm beyond it, I, you know. But I've made up my mind. I'm just not going to do business there anymore. Um, and there's the cost of eating has gone up a lot. And so when I am going to spend my money at a restaurant and pay a lot of money for it, I don't want to deal with bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want to feel like I'm getting baited and switched. I don't want to wait for my check. I don't want No, honestly, I don't care. I really don't care how bad your day was. You still got a job to do. Come serve, do your job. I'm tired of these all these excuses why we have to feel bad for people doing these jobs. They're still doing the job. Have you had the check problem recently again? No, because I haven't been eating out because it's too expensive. I just didn't know if maybe like there had been a, a reopening res- of this a, wound. A resurgence. No. No, it's, it's just... Because this never happens when I'm there. No. I just want it to happen when I'm there. No. Because it, it happened like one time when I was there and it was so fun. Like for me, not for Bob, but for me, I had a lot of fun. It just, with with the way inflation's going... And how much more expensive it is to go out, and how much, how how, how much we cut back on it. As a result, when you do go out and you have a negative experience, it it really enhances how you feel about that experience. So, you know, if, before the pandemic, I mean, honestly, we went out too much to begin with. But mm-hmm. you know, I would agree with that. If I had you know, we joke it's every time, but let's say it was one in four. If I had one one in four times I go out and I have something happen that really irritated me. It did me, seem to happen to you like all the time. And that's, a, the time, that's a super high percentage. Yeah. That's, and we're not even being like. No, we're not joking. It, Bob it, is cursed. It happens to him all the time. All the time. The two that always stick out in my mind, and there's probably been more, I'm sure, that I've been there for. But the two that stick out is I remember when we were at a Buffalo Wild Wings and we legitimately had to wait like half an hour for the check. I was so long. And, was I and, there for that? No, no you weren't. No? It was just okay. the two of us. It was the Buffalo Wild Wings by where you used to live. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And Bob was steaming. I mean, he was mad. And then the other one is I remember we went to a Portillo's once and you ordered like a fucking salad. And the salad legitimately took like 20 minutes. It was... It was so insane. It was crazy. It was like yeah. it was like they tossed some lettuce and cheese in a black container. It took them twenty minutes. Yeah. And it's, it, it was yeah, nuts. It, most of my eating out experiences are are normally no. Pleasant. I'm they never so, fuck me yeah. over. It's Bob that gets fucked over. That's the funny well, part. Well, you know, and what, what's funny is if you know, obviously, I know I sound like a complete asshole in a lot of what I've said in the last ten minutes. No, I don't think so. But um. <laughs> But you know what? How 
I, I'm, I'm not saying that the, the anger is not is 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 founded for sure. I I understand that. You get a little gassed up. I get it. No, I just I don't think you'd be yelling at the other customers in the restaurant. I wasn't but. yelling at them. Yeah. I didn't yell. I made a very firm point, and I walked out. That's all. I mean, it's just I'm I've here's the thing. If I'm gonna if all of my if so many of my rest the only like awesome restaurant experiences I, I can actually remember or not even awesome, but like. Like good to awesome, like I feel like really only come when we go to really nice restaurants. Well, because if you go to like a place where you're paying for like a tasting menu, it's drilled into those people. Yeah, this is this is part of the experience. It's going to be different than like going to Buffalo Wild. Uh, Honestly, I have been to really nice restaurants where the service has been shit. Like, oh yeah, you can I've have that. I've 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 had that happen. You know, you know what's always been wild to me. You know what place? Not anymore, of course, thanks to never-ending COVID. But why do you go to like Chili's semi-regularly, like maybe once a month or so pre-COVID, mm-hmm. and this service was always excellent, like crazy good, and it's fucking Chili's. Yeah, and I mean, I would say pretty much every time I've ever been to a Hooters. Service yeah, is pretty Hooters solid. Is, Hooters, yeah, is Hooters is good. Yeah, the best waitress I've ever seen worked at a Hooters. Oh, because they like she'd be re- no, not even that. Like she'd be remembering the orders of six people. Oh, no, 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 that's what I mean. Like because you guys used to go in pretty often, right? Yeah, and it was your regular waitress. Yeah. So yeah, she was like, I know my people. You take care of the people who come in. I'm gonna mm-hmm. get tipped well. Yeah, no, it's just crazy to retain all that to memory when you've probably you're seeing like hundreds. Well, of it's a skill, right? It's it a skill. People like to say that's unskilled no, labor. No, no, no it's, it's wait, a skill. Waiter, being a waiter, waitress is hard. Yeah. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. It absolutely is. And that being said, you still shouldn't be shitty at it. Well, and th- therein lies my point. Is I one hundred percent believe that servers should be paid. That it is a hard job. What I always come back to and think about is is instances where I remember like really crappy service at like a special occasion. You know, like if we take if we take Izzy to her seventh birthday at a restaurant and we get really shitty service and that ruins her night. Well, I'd be pissed about that. I'd be super sure. But any night could be that night. It could be literally any night for a server. So it doesn't matter what happened to you at home. It doesn't matter that whatever is going on in your personal life, you have to put that aside and do your job and do it well because any night could be a special night for a kid or an anniversary. I mean, I don't know how many people are... I think some people are just bad at their jobs. Yes. I don't some know people that it's are. necessarily like, oh, like something happened today and I'm just going to be like. But, but no, and, and I completely. But the, I think some people just are Some not people good at are their jobs. just bad at yeah. their job. But that's the thing that sucks. Or you've been broken down so much because of the job that you're just like, well, fuck this. I'm just doing this as much as I can to squeak by. And then, I have and then you're going to give bad ass. service and then you should get a bad tip. 
because that's part of what you do for. I will say there are people too, though, that bust their asses and get bad tips. So if it happens to you enough, why am I busting my ass? That does happen. If you work, uh, certainly one of the really good examples are like restaurants that get high volume of international tourists. Well, because they just don't know. They they don't know. Uh, yeah, but a lot of people are just douchebags too. And yeah. it's like, you know, go with God. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean that happens. I I heard an interesting interview um, between two people who had worked in the service industry, and they talked about this, and they said, you know, um, you you can there there are kind of two groups of people. There are people who who do the service job, and it's like there are the people who see every bad tip as reason to not you know to kind of give up on the job and to just you know be half ass it and then there's people who are like who just don't think about the people who give bad tips and focus just on doing the best they can for every table and that those people tend to do much better in the long run and you you have to focus on that um if you want to be good at your job and you want to keep getting good tips. And here's the thing. I've, I've brought it up so many times tonight. With the rising cost of food, people are going to be more picky. And if they have a bad experience, they're not going to come back to that restaurant. And that is lost not just for the restaurant, but for you as a server. So yeah, you're right. You, you do have to, you, you should. If you're going to do a job and you're going to be public facing, do it well. You know, it's hard to do sometimes. It's hard to do a lot. It's not an easy job. But that is the job. Now, I don't I I honestly don't think you've um come across poorly on this subject. I think you're right about everything you're saying. I do think like you you really we joke around about it, but you do have a an extreme bad luck when it comes to service that's nearly unparalleled it's so weird like and and i think that's just part of what's gotten me like i'm just so sick of bad service um and and some things are like you we joke about the bill but that is something that's entirely within the server's control see and that's something that does not bother me at all it does because well, I want it. It know. depends on whether or not you need to leave. Sure. Like if if you don't need to leave, I don't mind. Oh no! If we're trying to get there. to a movie or something, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah. I need that. We need to. Yeah. Build. If you need to yeah. go somewhere, yeah. Come but on. But if let's we're just go. like. But if you're just hanging out, and I'm like finishing my soda, and I'm not we're like getting all stressed out about the bill not being brought immediately. It depends on me. yeah, but it depends, it depends on, on the situation. person. And oh no, you know, it's all it's yeah. I think I yeah. You know it it's. And then and it's things. I'm just so frustrated by it. And I've and I've asked many times, like, am I doing something, like, like to like to warrant? I mean, you know my shit? you know my theory. Yes, I know your theory, and I think your theory is probably right. But um, it's it's like if I'm doing something wrong, like if I'm being an asshole, I'd want people to call me out on it. And well, I think if we were eating out, though, I don't know that you've ever really gotten bad service when you've been with me. Nothing. Nothing that I can kind of like think of. I think there may have been like one or two times where they were like, didn't bring the check immediately and you got a little hot, but. 
I mean, I I'm trying know. to think of stuff, and all that's coming well, to you, mind you, is the reason why that you are cursed is it, in such a is way. Is it fair to say, Bob, that once you feel you've like you're done eating, you've had your fill, you, you've drank what you want to drink, whatever. Once you think the check should come, or the waiter or waitress should come take your credit card to pay mm-hmm. or whatever. You want to go. Like, you don't like to sit around at a restaurant. He doesn't like to linger. No, I don't. I will linger for him. Yeah. And, I'm and, aware. And and I think that's part of, I think that's part of why we don't have a lot of the same uh, feelings on this stuff that you do, that we don't, like, the two of us don't mind if the waiter takes a little while to take care of the check. Because we're fine with just hanging out and chatting or whatever. Whereas once you're done, you want to leave. Now, I will say, if I'm sitting there for 45 minutes. Oh, that would be ridiculous. And there, has, or there hasn't even been like, we just sat down, there's no check-in. Oh, hey, thanks for sitting. Like, yeah. I'll come and get your drink order in a couple yeah. minutes. You're sitting there forever. That That's different. If I you're don't get sat, if you're, hot, but I am, I, I, it's like, if, w- yeah. what's going if on? If you're sat at the table and they take... <laughs> whatever in your mind is too long to come either get a drink order or mm-hmm. appetizers or whatever if the spacing isn't right that is noticeable the check stuff doesn't bother me. i don't really I, care about the check personally. i i remember one incident we went to revolution once for brunch and it took an absurd amount of time for them to get food to us like mind-boggling amount like i wasn't it wasn't just me that was pissed off um and then with other people it was it was a group yeah um was that after the bachelorette party maybe i don't remember i don't remember what it was but yeah i remember like they had forgotten about us or something and um Finally, you know, we had to say something and I I feel like at that time we might have like they it may have been it took forever. And then, you know, something that came wasn't right. Um, That's definitely happened to me a few times where you've I've waited a long time for food and then it gets to me and it's something's wrong. And that it's it's always yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta put some perspective on this. Like for me, I feel like I get quote unquote bad service every one out of a hundred times or something. Your rate is way higher than that. <laughs> yeah, you've got I mean, a, your rate is insane. Like I've, I've and it's I don't always really targeted re- towards him. That's what's wild. Yeah, that's the. It never thing. happens to anyone else. Like no. he'll be out with like thirty five people. It's just his shit that gets fucked up. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, you've got a dark cloud over your head when it comes to restaurants. It you know it it really I really do generational. Well, and curse. we joke, we joke, but it's true. I always tell him, if you're picking up food from somewhere, you better check it before you leave. Yes, because he has started. If doing he checks that it, it'll be right. Yeah. If he doesn't check it, it's gonna be wrong. I actually like the last time you guys ordered wings. He, he didn't shorted check it. two wings. I, yeah, he I didn't, didn't check it. I didn't check it. I've, I've you know, in, in general, especially Hooters, I definitely check Hooters, um, especially for what they freaking charge. Well, now. We haven't ordered from there in a while. No, 
and it's just so expensive yeah it's 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 twice the price of what we paid for it gets it's just wings um but uh no i i i have for the most part i've gotten a lot better about checking the bag before i go because you know what it's fine if i'm there and something's wrong it's just look this isn't right you fix it and that hasn't happened yet i'm sure it will at some point i'll check the bag and something will be wrong um it seems to nullify the curse though it it helps it certainly helps but you know because nothing's worse than getting home and realizing i will say it has happened to me with delivery more like the the soda is always forgotten or they didn't have it at all if you're doing i never do grubhub or any of that shit because that's guaranteed to have mistakes i wouldn't even bother with that shit well i mean that's why in general I've we really don't not to mention we not to mention the insane add-on pricing. The the yeah. extra cost for delivery now is, is so bonkers. absurd. I I just I can't just no, I, I might for a party it, like if I like I remember once we had friends over if with their people with over, their kids right, and just like order a couple pizzas and you don't want Oh, that was a bad one too. <laughs> because we I called an order. It got like three pies, and like an hour and a half goes by, and it's still not there. And I'm like, I call back. I'm like, what did you guys forget about us? And you know, whatever bullshit excuse they had on the other side of the phone. And I said, listen, I've got like kids here waiting to eat. Like, that's a long time ago. That that was a long time ago. But like, I do remember that. What yeah. the what the hell, man? Um. And they, to to their credit, I can't remember what pizza place that was, but they, you know, uh, they did. It they, was the old house. I yeah, think. it was at the old house. They did, like, do what they could to, to get over it as fast as possible at that point. But um, but now what, I'm, what you're finding is with, because of the outsourcing of, you know, delivery, if they fuck up the order, they're not fixing it. They're like, well, call Grubhub and they'll like credit you for it. It's well, like, that's the annoying thing. Right? I don't want like, credit. Oh, I want ha- the food. We don't have soda. So well, it's like, okay, well, but it was on your menu. So, well, I don't know what you, I, can, I can do about it. Yeah, I wouldn't. Are you still fucking charged me for it? Yeah, I've never, I've never used any of those services. I think they've been bullshit from the start. Oh, no, they definitely have been. They were really good at, at a, for... At a certain point in time, like right when they first came out, they were actually pretty good. It was when they started trying to fit everybody into just like, well, we have a template and we're just going to cram everybody you know into what the it, same template. You know what it was? It was the gig economy that really ruined it. Mm-hmm. Once they, once they, you know, started hiring people to, you know, drive their own car for 20 minutes a day to, to hand off food, then everything went to shit. Mm-hmm. Um but, because it was fine for a long time, and I I always appreciated online ordering because I do not do well on the phone with people, and you know if there is any like even tiniest bit of language barrier, like I struggle. I just really struggle with accents. So I've always appreciated being able to submit an order online and have a receipt of this is what I ordered. And be able to well, and to if verify you think about it. it, it's kind of an accessibility issue too. Not everybody can talk on the phone. Yeah. Hey, Erica. Hey, Alex. You know, on our last <laughs> podcast, mm-hmm. Bob fucked up 
as lead audio engineer and forgot to tell us to talk about She-Hulk. That's true. Yes, we can't forget about that. Can you believe that? It was on my list. And mm-hmm. I have just marked it because we're going to talk about it now. I had it there. Thank you. Good job, Bob. You've you've almost made good for the original. Because I think we talked about everything except the finale. Yeah, right? yeah. And I thought the finale was good. It's it's interesting because it's funny because we're we are so used to all these shows ending on the big blow up battle. Yeah. And when they started the big blow off battle, I was like, this feels weird for this show. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then they immediately stopped it. Yeah. So that was kind of like a fun. I very much because I was like, OK, yeah, you know, it, it it was it was fine. But then when we literally had Daredevil just fall out of the sky, <laughs> I was like cackling at that. Well, what, was, what was the line she had? Oh, I don't remember what it was, but basically it's like uh, smashing she, stuff and occasionally uh, Matt Murdock or whatever. Didn't it she say like, something? I appreciate a character that fucks. Didn't didn't she? Yeah, she was talking to uh, K- K-E-V-I-N. Kevin. Yeah, and um, she, I think she said something about, oh, why don't we have like Daredevil pop up or something? I think she looked at the camera and said something along the lines of like, mama's got to eat or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like you, you get that. There were there were yeah, there were multiple references to She Hulk and Daredevil smashing. It was funny. The highlight of the season for me was him doing the walk of shame in the full costume. Oh, the, the, holding his shoes. That was hysterical. Everything Daredevil, the the whole episode with Daredevil was outstanding. Maybe yep. the best episode of the season. Agreed. Um and and really I could just have like a Daredevil and She Hulk like like romance comedy show like that would be thousand percent that would be great that would be an incredible show let's just do that if that's not in production it should be but overall Um, i was glad i watched it i very much enjoyed it yeah it was good i thought it was a little bit of a brush of breath of fresh air it was different for what they usually do from what they usually do um i liked like you know the whole idea of her See now I'm like really foggy on exactly what took place, but it's been I a minute, yeah. I like the whole idea of her going into the real world and being like, "This sucks. I'm gonna write my own narrative." Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm gonna take control of this stupid situation. I did think it felt disjointed just when like she then goes back into the show and now just suddenly like <laughs> it's resolved. Everything's resolved. Yeah. There was no like. There was no transition between like her coming back and it being resolved. Yeah, that was a little jarring, sure. Um, but then like Daredevil literally drops out of the and sky. And you're like, okay, you know what? She-Hulk all is forgiven. <laughs> okay, no worries. I'm here what? for it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else. And it, Yeah, but I enjoyed it. It was good. It was fun. It was a fun show. Um, I liked that they didn't, again, they didn't just play to the trope of like when he had her blood and injected it and now he's a fucking Hulk and they just like completely erase that, I think basically seems like, and and that was like, I don't know how you felt, but I felt watching the season. Like, "Ah, I just think this is like a stupid storyline where someone gets her blood and now they're going to make someone into a Hulk or something. I honestly didn't need it at all. Right. I didn't care about it. I just wanted like, I like the show when it's just, Jennifer Walters slash She-Hulk going around doing things. I want single being, female lawyer adventures. Being a Hulk in yeah. this w- world, this wacky world, like it's just fun. That's all that I want. I just wanted a fun show. And I don't the- need any of the superhero mumbo jumbo, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Bring Matt Murdock back because that was delightful. 
but like any of the uh like the ooh the the like like you said like the somebody's so and another blood and make like, I don't care about yeah that. another funny thing about the daredevil episode was when they initially fight in that parking lot and she like knocks like kind of knocks him out kind of sort of and then immediately just wrists the rips the mask off just like I loved that that was hysterical <laughs> like and a girl who are exactly. you exactly yes yeah. like no games no playing around no. who's a, who are just you go. interesting yeah no, I, I like the show quite a bit. Yeah, so it was fun. I hope we get. Uh, I think we'll get another season. season I, it too. seemed like it did really well. So. And it was like, like I talked about before the show came out, sort of like putting Cavill in The Witcher. Mm-hmm. You got too good of an actress for this role. So you were going to have to have really bad writing to drag her down. Yeah, she did a good job of elevating the material oh for my sure. Oh, God. Bob the. Bob the dog just dropped an absolute bomb. Are we cracking ass over there? Oh, yeah. Like, absolute <laughs> mega He's bomb. just letting you know. I'm, You're going to be smelling it any second. I'm, I'm done, guys. Like, this needs to be over. Okay. Um, I don't know what's left, but do you want to yeah, talk what, about... What do you got on your list, Bob? you want to talk about politics? Do we have to? Eh, I, think, I think there's a little bit of discussion to be had. Um. I, I will say this. I think it's actually an overall positive outlook. Oh, it was uh, very positive. I think uh, uh, they very much... Uh, one, the pundits were all very... It just... Well, You never know what's going to happen. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Again, sort of like the last two elections, and people have to figure this out, and I think they are. Ignore everything you hear about polling. Yep. Yes. Polling is way off now. Yep. It's not like it used to be. We're talking multiple percentage points off because people like us and anyone younger is not picking up the phone to answer questions about polls. They're not. Yeah, I've actually, um, I've been meaning to take a look and see um, my previous company um, does some uh, election or it's not, it's exit polling. Um, essentially is what they do or they do you know so it's a it's a little different um, than like the advanced polling um, but they've been generally pretty accurate so I'm curious how uh, they did with um, this last election but that doesn't tell you anything that tells you it's just kind of telling you how things are going to break that tells you how things are going to break but what the, the real because exit polling you're doing that like in either the day of the election or in the days prior. So it doesn't, it doesn't give you any value into seeing insight into um, what's coming. What's yeah, coming. I, I was more referencing but, advanced. Polling. Yeah. But what's interesting about it is that exit polling set doesn't just ask you how you voted. It asks you, why did you vote the way you did? So exit polling can be very informative as to the issues that what was important. important. Right. You know what was high up on there? Weirdly. Abortion. Well, and that, and that was interesting that even in red states, they were rejecting stricter anti-abortion measures. Because you know what, Alex? You know how many of those uh, Christian housewives have had abortions? Maybe. Maybe he kept it on the, kept it on on the, the, DL. On the DL. Well, I'll also say... Like, I read the way, you know, sometimes when they say, like, they ask questions on whether or not something should be added as a state amendment, 
The one I read for Kentucky related to abortion, I mean, I was reading it and I was like, I don't know what yes and no mean. Yeah, it was know? it was it was worded very weirdly. Basically, my understanding of the my read of it was if <clears throat> if if it had passed, it it wouldn't ban abortion in the state of Kentucky, but what it would do is decidedly establish that you do not have a right to an abortion. So, right. So I don't, I don't even mean that. I don't even mean what would it have done? I mean, based on the wording, I wouldn't even been sure what I was voting for yeah. one way or the other. Well, I'm like, sure that like, was by design and, I, and I'm as well. no, I think it Well, in, I'm sure it was to some degree, but I bet you there was a, like, somewhat substantial amount of people who maybe did want to pass an anti-abortion measure who voted the wrong way by accident because the if you would have seen the wording if can you look up the wording on this Kentucky thing Bob yeah because if you hear this it's fucking confusing I will also say though I mean you had I mean talk about the polls they did that uh, measure in Kansas right and that was the first sign that was originally (laughs) supposed to uh, the ban uh, was supposed to go through by four points and it ended up losing by it was like a substantial amount it wasn't even close wasn't it like 10% or something yeah it got fucking wrecked and that I kind of kept looking at that as the bellwether when they were like "Mm," like I don't know guys Kansas and and I think Kansas. and that and that goes to what one of the things I wanted to talk about, which is, you know, as much as I think the Republican Party are shit and just pure evil, I do think generally their messaging for what their oh r- what their base agree. likes yes. is usually very good. This abortion thing, they missed on it it's and they missed big. So here's the language. This is. Um, it's one sentence. The proposed amendment would have said to, pro- <coughs> excuse me, to protect human life, nothing in this constitution shall be construed to secure or protect a right to abortion or require the funding of abortion. So to me, if you voted yes on that, you were anti-abortion. Correct. So and the nose had it. So um, I can I see what you're saying. It's like a double negative. A little bit. It's a little weird the way they worded it. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, but I, that's I, a I, thing. I, then you got to get out there if that's what the wording is going to be. If you're against it, okay. And they, oh, and no. they and they and Illinois did that too with that right to what was the what was the amendment right they added? Unionize. Yeah, it was the right to right in, to collectively bargain. Yes. And if you, you, I had to double check that I was voting the way I wanted to, because that was also worded a little strangely. A little bit weird, yeah. Um, and look, so coming back to the abortion thing, I think the GOP, and I don't know what they'll do going forward, but I bet you there was an internal reaction that if we're going to do evil shit related to abortion, we should be quiet about it. Because being loud about it, I think... There's a few things you have your you have your more conservative people, but maybe not the super right. Like your super right people are like the crazy evangelicals, right? Sure. But you have your conservative leaning people who may actually believe like I want less government who see an anti-abortion measure and they say, you know, 
I don't want the government involved in that decision, even if I don't think abortion is a good thing. Right. And so, and you only need a certain percentage to swing a vote. Like if that's even 5% of people in the state who vote, who vote Republican, Mm -hmm. that might be enough to swing an election. Yep. You know, I, I, my hope coming out of this election and seeing, you know, how, how well defended abortion was in the electorate that what you're saying pans out because I think it it's it's a it seems like a sure fire way to put your um to put your campaign at risk you know and every you know where it's been on the ballot um as an amendment um or you know um similar like it's you know the right to abortion has continued to be supported by voters so you it's it's not a it's not a winning strategy right now uh, yeah and, and it, you you have things that they did that i thought were weird when they were doing them like and we look we know politicians talk out of both sides of their mouth <laughs> oh, for all sure. the time this isn't yeah. anything new and it's not exclusive to the right but you had then one side you have the people when Roe v. Wade gets overturned and then you have the people who go, well, we want it to be in the state's hands. It should be the states. It shouldn't be a federal thing. And then on the other hand, you have Lindsey Graham trying to introduce a bill that obviously he knows has no chance of succeeding. But you try to introduce a bill where it's going to federally ban abortions after 12 weeks or whatever it was. And it was like, why are you introducing a bill that's going to get a lot of press that you know is not going to pass either chamber. And it created a shitload of bad press at the time because it was like, this is exactly the opposite of what you would have as a party have been saying you were going to do. And it's wildly unpopular. I mean, as we know, abortion is not, I'm not going to say it's a bipartisan issue, but it crosses party lines to a certain degree. You have your, you probably have about 60-ish percent of the country based on a lot of these elections that we see or. Have seen. But no, that's right, what. That, that, that are pro-abortion or at least, or at least pro not restricting it. Maybe they're not pro-abortion. Mm-hmm. It's a woman's health care decision. Yeah. And, and it's none of anybody's business. And I think you have conservative people who think. Why are we putting restrictions on doctors and care they can give that they have to worry they're going to go to jail or something over a medical issue? Right. And I think, you know, you have a certain amount of people who are thinking about that. And like I said, even if it's maybe just yell at him. (laughs) He's just got to get some ball looking in. Very important. But even if it's just. Five to ten percent of conservative voters. Oh no, that can. That's a big deal. That's a big swing. Oh, Bob the dog. Especially when in so many of these races you see are decided by percentage points. Right, like a few percentage points either way yeah. swing the whole thing. So, mm-hmm. I think I think th- I'm going to be very interested to see how Republicans start messaging on abortion because I think they got a clear rebuke on how they've been doing it since Roe v. Wade. Well, and I think they genuinely thought that people were going to forget about it. 
like people seemed surprised that it was still an issue and it's like well, and, and people the, are dying man and and the other one is and this isn't anything new but maybe the amount of people voting is is that you know i saw numbers where in the 18 to 29 demo it is wildly pro democrat around the country like we're talking like 30 percentage points pro democrat and hmm. You know, maybe obviously sometimes that changes as you as people age and everything and get money and they're worried about taxes. But if or you whatever, look but... at look at the last since Trump was president. So the last what's that six years now? How much turmoil that you've seen and how right. much like instability and like things going to shit and these people on the right and just being well, millennials are lazy. Gen Z is lazy. You guys don't do anything. You're shitting on you constantly. It's like, no, I work hard. And the environment that you've created for me as the previous generation hasn't done anything to lift me up. So why would I vote with you? Yeah. And then you're coming in and it, it, I don't know how accurate this would be, but, you know, I have gay friends. I have a friend who's trans. I have... And what are you doing to them? You're actively making their lives worse. Yeah. So fuck you. Why would I vote with you? And well, then like this abortion stuff too. That's my health care. That's none of your fucking business. I, I, I don't make enough money to have a kid. What am I supposed to do? And you're not going to help me take care of it. And I think that should be a point going forward that a lot of people need to refocus on because I, I there's this weird thing where people get very worried about fucking other people over when your focus should be what does a politician do to improve my life because that's should be what politics is about is about electing someone to represent yeah. you to pass bills or do things that benefit you how is how can rather, government benefit right rather exactly. than fucking other people right. over and i think a lot of people seem very focused on how what are you doing to fuck other people and it's like i don't i've never been worried about a political angle of how someone else is going to get fucked or get something or whatever i'm worried about what are you doing for me right Exactly. Yep. Doesn't make sense. The the Republican Party did a really good job. Um, and in general, like conservative parties, you know, regardless of where you are, do a really good job of blaming um, all the problems that you have on, you know, moral outrage oh you know why this is this way it's the gays it's the gays fault they're they're contributing to the decline of america and they do they do this all the time and like i've always hated like the moral decline argument because it's just yeah, like the fabric of society yeah argument. it's like shut yeah, up it's bullshit like, it's complete you, bullshit fucking talking about you know like, it, stop it, <clears throat> it, it is complete bullshit it's just putting a scapegoat on it and and then it's to the detriment of people who just want to live their lives um they do a very effective job at it unfortunately um 
but you know, is what what I found really interesting about this election is I really, I mean, besides you know, um, you know, getting blasted by phone calls and text messages in the last week, I really didn't hear a lot about it outside of that. Like, I didn't hear people talking about it. And granted, we don't watch cable news at all. No. Yeah. Um, but well, and I think a lot of people I know are just so fucking like. Worn the fuck down, and this is kind of where I'm going. They don't want to talk about it anymore. This, this is yeah. They're like, no one, everyone is over politics, consuming so much of their time and energy. Every election, I shouldn't have to feel like, oh, I'm voting to make sure that I can still get health care. That, you know, my gay friends aren't going to be, you know, treated like second-class citizens. Mm -hmm. This is shit that should be taken care of. Well, yes. I agree. It doesn't... Every election shouldn't feel like, if this doesn't go our way... It's like a crisis It's a crisis, exactly. It shouldn't... People shouldn't... People are tired of feeling like the, the... Their choices are one extreme or the other. And for the the Democrats, at least, they've never they've got relatively few people who are truly extreme left. Um, the Republicans, though, have had quite a few people who are very extremist right. And one of the things the Democratic Party did this election was they funneled a lot of money to pushing those extreme candidates on the right. To get them to be the candidate because they felt like they could win. And we're talking to tens of millions of dollars. Like Darren Bradley, the guy who was running against Pritzker, they funneled a ton of money to get him to win the primary. Um, Bailey. Bailey. Um, you know, um, which is a very risky strategy. It was hilarious, though, because <laughs> as soon as the polls closed, they had like three precincts reporting in. Mm-hmm. Bill Pritzker won. Oh, yeah, no. Chicago came in. Yeah, no. But you're talking about a state that elected Rauner not long ago. So... I think, though, which you do always have to keep in mind, but I think Quinn was so ineffectual and Mm -hmm. done that it was very much, okay, we... And then... But, you know... you never know. But you never know. Look look at Massachusetts, heavily blue state. They, um, They have a history of electing... Uh, Republican governors. Do I think didn't they just vote in the f- first lesbian woman? I don't know. I think I saw that. I don't know. I I really haven't followed. That. I did. I just know like I when I was in school, paid nearly as much. Attention. Mitt Romney was governor of Massachusetts. Well, and Mitt Romney used to be a little bit more. What I'm what I'm hoping this election is is showing is, um, hey, voters are tired of this consuming their lives. And voters, you know, they they can't have these big issues sitting over them all the time. Like another shit. It's too stressful. Right. We don't want the drama. We just want, we know our politicians are corrupt. We know that. And there's a, you know, there's this, there's this unspoken agreement that we're going to leave you be corrupt and do 
and be politicians. Just get shit done for me. But just keep things good. Right. As long as stuff doesn't get, like, insane again. And with Trump and making every every single day during the Trump presidency, it was always, what did he do today? What what is the new headline? There's a horse <coughs> in the hospital. And it was just exhausting. It yeah. was four years of exhaustion. And we don't want that. No. I don't I give can't, a I can't, shit. I can't do that again. I just can't. You know, Biden, he, he is far from perfect. Far from perfect. I don't. I don't wake up every day wondering what Joe Biden's going to do no. or or what, you know, what war he's going to like inadvertently start. Accidentally start because he's not an idiot. Which dictator he's going to cozy up to. Right, right. Oh, you know, it's Just like, dude, what are you doing? You know, so. Well, they said they liked me. Are you, okay. All right, bud. So that, it's it's that bad, huh? So I'm hoping that after this, it's. There's well, a more focus on there's a more focus on moderates um being pushed. Hope. And the other thing that on you both did sides. see. Oh yeah, no oh, yeah. You know? Well, there needs stuff needs to get done. That's what needs to happen. Stuff needs to get you done. You need you need to be able to pass some legislation. You know, it, it's and here's the thing, I I fully accept that in in our system not every bill that gets passed I'm going to like. I know that. And in compromises have to be made. compromises are going to have to be made. There are going to be topics that are going to have to get shelved mm-hmm. and that are people have to pass on like championing. Well, and stuff's going to get watered down. Sure. But, um, but if, if you can keep getting, keep passing budgets, like just make things work. Go like it, it's. I feel like the last fifteen years has been this like, it's been all like big swings, and you know when and it's just it. You it need some really stability. Hurts. You just need to. I, you know, I don't want to constantly be. I feel like the last however many years have just been living through like historical events after historical event. I need a couple years of quiet. Mm-hmm. I need it to be quiet for a little while. Well, the one, one, one of the interesting things coming out of these last two elections, the last presidential election and this midterm, is it does seem like whether the Democrats created them or whether the Republicans created them, it seems like there's way more people voting in general mm-hmm. and way more people plugged in. And because, you know, generally the midterms are not a good election for the Being party incumbent. currently currently in power. Right. And, you know, it's not like they did amazing. I mean, they stay may still lose the Senate. They're more than likely going to lose the House. But not by the numbers. You but not you the massive to. blowout you thought it was going to be. And you would think it would be a blowout blowout based on the massive cost of living increase that's happened in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um you know, gas prices, food, whatever. Well, and that is the big, though. Everyone says, oh, well, the economy is better under Republicans. I don't not really. That's necessarily true. It's not. Well, it's, it's, it's not even a matter oh, of... Oh, no, I know that. It's just a matter of perception, right? <laughs> right. But I think the biggest thing coming into this, though, was abortion mattered a lot more than I think either side quite realized. Yeah. The Democrats pushed it hard. They did. Um, they, they definitely pushed it hard. 
I think the Republicans, I think you're going to see a change in messaging. I think they're going to, I also think they're going to try to stop all the election denier bullshit because. Oh, they get trounced. Because a lot of the election deniers got destroyed. And the problem, th- this to me is. Well, the, that's what I'm talking about. This one's instability. We right. can't. There, you there can't is say just, our elections are bullshit. There's just basic shit that we all need to agree on. And it's there's not a lot. There's like minuscule amounts of voter fraud. Yeah. Your ass lost. Yep. You're unpopular. Right. You're, you lost. And, and the thing is to me that. I don't understand why they even allow at a national level the election denier bullshit to even start up. Like they should be shutting these people up because it's a total lose lose all around. It's so stupid because what's going to happen when you go out and you tell your constituents the elections are bullshit, the elections are bullshit, yada, yada, yada. What's going to happen? People aren't going to vote because you're telling them it's horseshit. Well, they aren't going to vote or shit's going to start getting violent. Yeah, yeah. Th- those are the two. Like you saw those, what happened in Arizona. There's people sitting around the ballot boxes, just like, oh, oh, like look at that guy. Like, what, what, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Um, I, I, I have some level of optimism uh, after this election that we might actually be on path to get back to some level of normal political corruption. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? It would, it would be. be nice. You know, can we just go back to making fun of W? Like, well, and, and, that was that was great times. And that's the thing. I It's like, as anyone who's listened to this podcast at all knows, none of us are fans of the Democratic Party. No. Um, we just think the Republicans are comically, like literally cartoonishly evil. Well, no, it's been, and, and the, uh, the annoying thing about the Democrats for the last however many years, it's been, well, vote for us because we're not them. That's not going to sustain you guys. I need Right, and, need that, and that policies. wasn't working. Right. Uh, and you need, um, you need, well, and that's the thing. <laughs> Honestly, more than anything, we need moderate Republicans so you can feel like you can vote for a Republican candidate to send a message to the Democrats that, that not- I don't think is going to immediately like go flying off the deep end and suddenly like, oh, OK, we're going to start taking away like all these rights and yeah. all the stuff that. And that's the thing. When I look down, I don't know about you guys, but when I look down the ballot of the 30 different races or whatever that we had to vote on in Illinois in our area. Yep. If you're talking about, you know, senators, governor, uh, you know, state senator, whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm anyone who has a vote, just to be straightforward, at this point in time today, there's no chance that anyone who has a vote, I would vote Republican on. No fucking way. If we're talking about someone who's like, in charge of a forest preserve or something. If you're a Republican and you've been doing a good job, I could like be convinced to vote for you if there's sure. no problems in whatever little area sure. that sure. you're representing. Just an aside, I actually read a lot about the forest preserve and but uh, you know election. what I'm saying? This is this, if if it's someone who has a vote though, no chance. Yeah. But if if it's someone who's like doing something that they've been doing and there's no issues and they've been doing a good job job. and everything, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, looking at, you know, the ballot we had in, um, 
funny enough, I believe, um, even though how close we are together, that there were probably several differences on our ballots. But, um, you know, I went, I went through each. So I have kind of, um, let me start with the judges. So my, my logic on judges, you know, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm fading. So, okay. Well, I think this is the last topic. So, you know how, like a lot of judges on the ballot, like it's just, do you want to retain them or not? Right. I always vote no on all of them. I don't do any research. I just vote no. And my logic there is no one ever researches judges. They always just say yes. So in the rare instance that there's somebody who there's a, you know, really shouldn't be in there and there's a campaign against them, I might help get that shitty judge out. But I'm never going to, my vote, of no is never going to stop a judge who should be in the role. So to me, this just saves like a half an hour of looking up all these judges who I couldn't give, you know, I, I know nothing about, I don't know how to vote for a judge. Yeah. Um, I, what I used to do is I used to like, look at, like go through the bar association to see, you know, does the, what's the bar, does the bar say that they're actually qualified? And I used to do, way more research into it and it just i always just came it came to the realization it just one day it was there was this cook county judge who um she was terrible and they tried to recall or vote her out like number of times and it just keeps failing because people don't pay attention to the race and she's collecting probably like six figures every year and she wouldn't do anything they wouldn't assign her any cases because she's batshit crazy so she's just sitting there collecting hundreds of thousands of dollars year after to year. To do nothing. To do nothing. To just be a fuck oh. up. Oh, that's the gig. That is a sweet gig. S- S- finish your story, but yeah. I got a thing about gigs. <clears throat> so so that's my that's my strategy on the judges. When I looked at the judges who there were actually a contest for, you know, I just I just looked down the ballot and I said after what just fucking happened with the last couple of years in the Supreme court going back to Merrick Garland. I'm like, how could I ever, ever vote for a Republican judge? This is where they get their start in these lower courts. I was like, I, I, I hate to vote party ticket, but it was like, I, I can't in good conscience vote for a Republican judge right now. Now, speaking of gigs, Bob, I have an idea. Yeah. That if I'm bored in two years, mm-hmm. I may try to implement. Did you notice when you're looking at the ballot, there were like, I forget what the positions even were off the top of my head, but there were like three different positions where a Republican was running unopposed yes. for some random like crazy. job or something. Yeah. And and I have no idea, you know, whether they're doing a good job or not is irregardless of the point I'm about to make. I have an idea. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to get on the ballot. Next time there's a Republican in our region running unopposed, and I'm just going to put on there Democrat right next to my name, and I'm just going to see what happens. I'm not going to campaign. I'm not going to do anything. I'm Don't just tell gonna, anybody either. I'm just going to get on the ballot. Oh, yeah, you'll see my name on there. You go, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'm, won't even tell you. Alex, I'm a thousand percent about this idea. And and honestly, we live in a, not this town necessarily, but our county is blue. And our, you know, we live next to a very predominantly blue city. 
if I can just get on the ballot running against a Republican, put Democrat next to my name, I think I got a shot. Honestly, I honestly think I have a shot. And then, and then I'll get in there and I'll do a shitty job just like everyone else, but I'll collect a paycheck. There you go, man. There you go. And, the dream. If, any, and if, if I do this in two years and someone comes back and they get a recording of all my bad takes and everything to commit campaign against me mm. and me saying on this podcast that I'm going to do a <laughs> shitty job because I'm definitely not qualified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. No one cares. There's going to be like thousands of people that mark my name because it says Democrat next to it. Yep. I'm going to give it a shot. Do it. There you go. I think, how do I get on the ballot? How many signatures do I have to get to get on the ballot? I don't know that it's that many. I have no idea. We can make this happen for you. Adam. You got to we'll pick door to door. You got to pick one. Yeah. We need. We well, need you this. can go door to door. No, I think I can get Eric in on this one. No, I'd help you door to door. Yeah. See, and Eric can campaign. Take Izzy. I'll be the campaign manager. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I think I honestly think I'd have a shot. There you go. <laughs> no, mean, but the, the how, how funny, thing is you a thousand percent would have a shot. How funny would it be if I did no campaigning, put up no signs, just got on the ballot and got like 45% of the vote and lost? It would be amazing. That would be fucking hilarious. I think it'd be great. <laughs> I'd like put up a, I'd put up the fucking results on my wall. Like, <laughs> I almost won this political office without trying. <laughs> You're like, what? All right. You got anything else other than running, Bob? You want to talk about running? Uh, no. Because you got well, a big run coming up. I do, but I just want to finish my ballot thing real okay. quick. Um, I went through the rest of the ballot, and my normal approach in elections for the longest time was always just vote against the incumbent. In every situation. But I just looked at it and I'm like, I, no, I can't. <laughs> I like, you, you know, I looked at like, what was the one? The county clerk. And um, the woman running for the Republican running against the incumbent, she was like the, the Rounders lieutenant governor. I was like, I can't fucking vote for her. And you you look through the rest of it, and it's just like, uh, you know, I'm not. Well, even Secretary of State, like, uh, I read the, uh, uh, what was G, uh, I don't remember what his fucking name uh, Yeah. Greek last name. Yeah. He, uh, um, any of the surveys that the, like, the newspapers will send you or whatever to do so they know, oh, this is what I stand for, here's mm-hmm. what. He actually filled that shit out. The person he was running against didn't even bother. So it's like, well, fuck you then. Well, and what was funny is I went to both their websites and everything that the Republican candidate had on his website was also on the Democrats' website and then a lot more. And it was like, and then it's evidently they have, Secretary of State has control over libraries too. Well, that was the survey that I really paid attention to because the from what I saw, the Republican uh, person... <laughs> didn't respond to any of that or was very short in their responses. And the other guy, the Democrat was very thoughtful in his responses. And I was like, I, yeah, I don't need some maniac in charge of a fucking library. Well, and I went through a lot, especially at the state level, it was just basically the Republicans were just throwing random people. Well, because it's Illinois and you know, yeah, they were just trying to see what could, let's see what'll stick. Um, the forest preserve one I found very interesting though, because, because there's two, there were two forest preserve votes. One was for like 
the president and one was for the commissioner. And I don't know what the difference is. Um, but I was reading um, the one and there's the one, the guy, the incumbent, he's got like a degree in environmental science and, um, you know, he's retired now, but, um, and he, he just like, qualified. he seemed very qualified. The one thing that caught my eye, though, from the Republican side was the the Republican was like, I want to build the East Branch DuPage Trail. Mm. And I was like, okay, I'm curious about that. Which we've seen signs for. And they talked a little bit about, like, their, you know, the Forest Preserve District has been spending a lot of money on buildings and not as much on open spaces. Sure. So that intrigued me. But at the end of the day, I what it ultimately came down to is like I use the forest preserves all the time and I'm very happy with how they are. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, right. like I would like to see the East Branch to Page Trail built, but Well, that's not to say that it won't. It won't. Be. Uh, I, although the 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 current administration of the Forest Preserve seems kind of iffy on it. Iffy. Um What were their reasoning? They're they're concerned about um, the engineering costs to build underpasses at certain locations. I mean, which is yeah, valid. Sure. Um, but so no, I thought it, it was an interesting election. Um, I thought you know it, it really kind of it didn't it didn't quite go the way I or it wasn't it wasn't a typical vote for me. And I, I had to alter my strategy in voting. Um, interestingly, the amendment um, is not set yet. Hmm. Right now, it's at I think fifty-eight percent. What does it have to get to? Sixty. Okay. So we'll see what actually happens if that passes. How did you vote on that? Between me and God. Oh, okay. I voted yes. As we've seen that you know rights can be taken away very easily if they aren't enshrined. So. Yeah, I voted mm. yes. Yes, man. Yeah, Bob voted no. As is his right. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Wait, did we have something else? Well, did you want to talk about your run of death? Oh. Or do you want to talk about that once you've completed it? Oh, well, I guess we should address it because since Alex is convinced I'm not coming back, we should. Oh, no, his well, ass is coming back. <laughs> See, here's the thing, Erica. As we know, Bob has no quit in him, which is an admirable quality until you're trying to run 100 miles in a relatively short period of time. You know, all things considered. Here is all I will say. And if a man has no quit in him, how does he know when to stop when his goal hasn't been achieved? Because the wife's instruction is don't do anything fucking stupid. Yeah. Stupider than the race that you're already choosing to run. But... What you're not considering is he loves running and he only likes you. That's a fair point you got there, Alex. Yeah. I. You know what I'll do in vengeance? I'm going to order from the pizza place this weekend. Oh, there you go. Just to stick oh, I, to I already. <laughs> Erica, I already told him I'm going to stand in solidarity with, solidarity with you and still order pizza from there <laughs> because I like it and they haven't fucked me. Hey, I mean, as is, you're right. Um, also, I don't, I don't um, contribute to the per, their percentage, the percentage of their business that you do. Um, yeah, 
Well, I get I get Rosa I get Rosati's like once every six months maybe you're over there like three times a week. It's not. It's not nearly as bad as it once was. No. Okay. Okay. My bad. It's two times a week. <laughs> Jesus. Running. Um. Yeah. Just quick, and then we'll wrap it up because we are at three hours. Perfect. We, we knew this would be a long one. Perfect. But uh, um, you, I can't even wait. Until Erica watches Kill la Kill, because I could do two hours on that alone okay. next week. Glorious. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we are recording on, what, Wednesday night, and my race is Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100 miles, Tunnel Hill. It's it's an interesting uh, course because you um, – it's essentially a 25-mile stretch of trail, but the start-finish line's in the center. So you start, you kind of go, you go south for, and to an end point, and then you go 25 miles the other direction, then back. So you end up passing the start finish line four times before uh, your final lap. Um, so uh, it, it it's going to be cold. Um, temperatures are going to get down into the 20s. Um, so we're going to have this and you're going to feel it up here too. There's going to be this gigantic temperature swing, um, in the next couple of days. So that's going to be fun and challenging to, um, go from, you know, running earlier today in a t-shirt to having to be bundled up at least overnight. Um, I have 30 hours to complete it. Um, you know, uh, the furthest I've gone, uh, according to my Garmin, is 64 miles, which I did at Christmas in July. So everything after 64 miles is new. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also disgustingly hot at Christmas in July. It was. It was. So that's why I'm optimistic. It's like Christmas in July kicked my butt, but it was so stupid hot. Um. Yeah. I mean, the 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 thing I worry most about, I, really the the nice thing about ultra running is you're not, you don't, you're not going very hard at any given time. So like the worry about like, you know, you hear about marathoners who like have heart attacks that, that doesn't happen in ultra running really. Yeah. Yeah. But it it really doesn't because you're not, you're never pushing your heart that hard at any given time. You're pushing it for a very long time. Um, but I, I probably I'm hoping to get to 50 miles in 12 hours. And if I get to 50 miles in 12 hours, I can walk the next 50 and still finish the race. Yeah. Um, so that that's my, that's my, you know, my goal is only to finish. Like there are, you know, I could say, man, it'd be cool if I got sub 24, but I'm not, no, yeah, that's yeah. not. Look, it's your first time doing a hundred miles. Right. If you finish, that that's is all that counts. Insane right. accomplishment. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it takes you twenty nine hours and fifty nine minutes. If you fucking finish, that's an insane accomplishment. Exactly. You'll be able to hang that one on the wall, right next to me, barely losing a race I didn't campaign for. <laughs> Do you know what I get when I get my hundred? You know what the award is? A swift not, kick in the nuts. Not Rosati's. Not Rosati's. No, and I'm I'm gonna be in like a backwater town in ah, southern Illinois. No. What? 
So I hope there's good pizza. Even when Bob plays on his phone, we don't get the entire podcast. We don't get not once. This is unprofessional. It is. I uh, can't believe. Good it. thing we haven't set the Patreon up yet. We uh, did. I think Bob did. Oh, did you? The Patreon is set up. Oh, I didn't know. I was going to toss that in at the end. Well, we are at the end. So, <laughs> the Patreon is set up. Fine team uh Puma Knife um or subtle uh, no, I think it's just subtle interference. The, it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> the Patreon is set I up. I believe it's subtle interference. It's set so up. So any money that we get Though I think we are the only thing going anymore, aren't we? It's pizza money. Actually, the tier is buy us a slice. Oh, nice. So. Well, now I feel really bad because we are. Is anyone giving us anything yet? No. Oh, then yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, probably no one knows about it. But. <laughs> That's well, fair. yeah. That's fair. Um, when money comes in, then I'll feel bad about that. Yes. Because that is obnoxious. I apologize <laughs> on behalf of my fat fingers for uh, accidentally hitting the thing. But... um. No, so yeah, race this weekend, um, and uh, and Patreon and Patreon. Give us so, some money. The monies right. help Every- us cover our hosting fees <laughs> and buy us food. Everyone, everyone, say a prayer for Bob. Maybe call me in the middle of the night. You know, you I hope I have. Out on here. I hope I have enough cell signal. I can dial in. Um, that I can get on the Xbox app for like. 20 minutes and just you know ramble insanities uh-huh. i'm sure that would be very amusing yeah i'm always down for that <laughs> i mean last time i was hiking in the middle of the night at the last race i started singing hamilton to myself oh my god yeah i'll give you a call at like 1 a.m or something one of those nights that night saturday night right it'll be yeah saturday night yeah i'll give you a call at like 1 a.m there we go Hopefully, I've got cell signal. I got to make sure I actually download shit to my phone, though. Mm. Yeah, so you're yeah. not out in the middle of the darkness in silence. Well, also, that way you're not using your internet the whole time, burning up the battery. Right, there's that, too. Yeah, I gotta, well, I've got to set my phone in, like... Um, the low energy mode. Low battery, yeah, low yeah. energy. And um, I might even bring, like, a pair of wired headphones. Yeah, how... How is your phone normally, like, if you're just listening to music the whole time? Like, when you did the, when you did the 50, what was it, 50 miles or something? Or yeah. What'd you do in one day, one day the 24-hour thing? Did you charge your phone at all in those 24 hours? When I did Christmas in July, I don't think I charged my phone. Were you listening to music the whole time? I really wasn't. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just put my phone in my pocket. Um and I think I turned off the, uh, so part of what I have is um, on my watch is it'll connect to my phone and it'll share my location in real time. That eats up a lot of battery. I don't think I was using that at Christmas in July because I was at a single park running my loops. Um, and I'm not going to have it on for this race because my my watch and my phone will not last long enough my phone they both lasted about 16 hours at the last race so i've got to put them both in kind of low power using as little power as possible i will have power bricks on me um because i will have to i do think i'm gonna have to charge my phone or my watch up for a little bit yeah and my phone probably too um and i'll just you know, toss it in my pack and let it charge for a little while. 
but yeah, so. I was curious about that. Yeah, no, there's, it's interesting. There's, um, what's cool is when, you know, my current watch dies and I do eventually have to get another one because these things don't last forever, but hopefully I've got a couple years because they're not cheap. But, um, <laughs> Alex, they're not, they're, they're really not. Yeah, he knows they're not. That wasn't what that look was for. <laughs> Hey, it's not like Erica breaking her phone every time she pays it off or anything. <laughs> Listen, she's been good about that. You know, I've to this day. Are you bitching about me and my phone? No, no. I just, I just know you've done this. No, come on. Okay, it was a couple years ago. Oh no, I remember. It was like literally the day after we paid oh, off yeah, your I phone. Remember, I remember very well. It was like um kidding. Had me. the fumble and it was like, oh, that's totally broken. You know, I've never I've never broken the screen on a phone ever. And I don't so and you know I on? and you know I don't oh, I've and you know I don't even use a case. So playing with fire. I I will so say far, the case I have okay. now because I am very like I drop my fucking phone constantly. Constantly. This has been a very good case. It's been very yeah. the, uh, protective. The problem is, is that these phones now are so gigantic that if you put a case on them, you just add the bulk and it's even worse. Yeah. I mean, this one's pretty good. I right. mean, I, you but, have a small phone. Yeah. This is the smallest. Like, then that fucker that better buy. last forever because you ain't getting another no, one. No. Well, size. I mean, they made it so, like I can get the battery replaced for $79. So anyways, last point. Um the new watches that are coming out on the market are giving like up to like 80 hours or 120 hours in GPS mode, which is insane. Wow. Mine, yeah. mine, I think theoretically can go up to 36 hours. Yeah. So but, that's a huge increase. Yeah. So by the time I do replace the watch, hopefully the battery life is so good. It's like, it doesn't matter what race I do. It'll be more than enough to cover. And, Ideally, be able to share my location, too. I, I like that feature. I like being able to. So, you, I mean, you can see me through the iPhone, but mm-hmm. anyways, but still. All right, I'm done. All right. Perfect. Great episode. Solid episode. Erica wants to die. This may be our longest. I'm very this, tired. This and I have one. to get up. Like, uh, the baby's got a doctor's appointment in the morning. All right. So, we got to be up. Well, in that case, hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production.